2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own. Unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 120. What is this? Is this 122? Really? Is that all? No. Wow. Right, let me check. Let me check real quick. I don't think that's right. Is it really? I thought we, yep. God damn it. I thought we were way higher than that. We are all the way up to album 122. Well, and to be fair, to be fair, Rob, you're way higher than that. To be, <laughs> from 1994, it's the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. Unless it's out of a 100. If it's a 122 out of 100. Matt's <laughs> making it harder and harder for me to edit this podcast. He's like, oh, when can I hop in where Rob is really going to struggle to edit that part out? Okay. Uh, so listen, we are talking about Nine Inch Nails. Now, uh, listen, guys. I think everybody knows this is getting released um, in about four days. That's not good. That stresses me out. Uh, so this is kind of our holiday episode. So let's let's oh, just hooray. do our holiday episode. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you, it's another holiday spending with you. I'm so excited. I think this is... Um, I think this is great. You know, any, anything anything you guys uh, want to talk about for the holidays here? Can I tell you a story about the... I was going to say this from, from my rolling going, but can I tell you a thing that happened to me at my job? Sure. They did a year-end holiday party. Nice. All of the leaders. Oh, year end? Did the, you say year end? A year end, not a year. Oh, okay, end never mind. Party. Never mind. I thought you. I thought you said a urine, and then I thought you said rear end. <laughs> and I was excited about both those things. I, I mean, a urine holiday party. <laughs> and I, you know, I think about you guys more than I more than I should. I'm thinking about you all day, every day. But one of the people who was an executive director in my department decided that when she was giving her year end recap, oh, she no. would play Wait, the jingle bells. Oh. She would play the Jingle Ball song, this sound, the whole time she was talking yes. about her team's achievements. And I was, like, I was I love dying, it. just dying. I was like, I hope Rob plays these on the oh, podcast. So wait, so, so wait you, your holiday party, your the manager, party. your upper middle management, but like the management gets right. up. So like the exact, then they, they start talking about all the good Ugh. things. Like this is a fucking yes. holiday party. Yes. And this is, this yeah. is where they choose to like, say like, well, Aaron, you know, he's got 13 direct reports and 11 of them are uh, meeting expectations. So good job, Aaron. You know, exactly. that kind of thing. Yes. Oh. That's what happened. That's what happened. And she played the jingle bell sound for five straight minutes. I'm and totally all I could think about was you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to do that from now on at work, wherever I go, this is going to be playing in the background. Zoom call, it's going. It makes you feel murderous after a while. You start to feel real crazy. Rob, can get we a make it jittery. You start to get a little jittery. No, yeah. we cannot make this whole episode. It'll I make these it. nine-inch nail guys sound a little more appealing if this is going in the background, right? I feel like you guys didn't jump into my urine holiday story <laughs> joke bit. Oh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still drying off. Well, I, well I, I mean, I was going to ask you, you know, we often have to explain it now for the kids that listen, yeah. particularly Brian's kids. So why would like a rear end, why why would that be something that you listen come to unlike like? Aaron, I unlike Aaron, I cannot get into my rolling going right now. Um, but now uh, I am going to do my original <laughs> bit that I was going to do before Aaron told a big story about the rear end uh, review party. So check us out. Well, you asked us if we had anything to say about it. It's the holiday. Well, no, I did this for a reason, Aaron. I actually plan stuff and make stuff and, and go ahead. But here's what I plan for today. You said you guys have anything to say. So I, I think this ahead. is a new holiday uh, classic. Uh, so I'm so glad. Let's see. What album are we doing today for our holiday special? Oh, good. Yeah, it's Nine Inch Nails. I think this goes along really well. This is going to bring us the holiday cheer for sure. Almost on? Is it almost? It's, I would say. Me this 
Yeah, this is good. This is a good bit. Oh, boy. Rob's bit not as good as Aaron's. Shit. What? He came up with urine review party. My bit was about your bit. I know, but that your bit was better than my bit. It came out. Oh, dang it. It's like if you were one of those twins and you have the little twin growing off of you, you know? And then that little twin, everyone likes it more. They're like, hey, guy, that dude on your shoulder, he's great. And it's like, that guy doesn't even have a name. He's an, in, he's an ingrown twin. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got, like He's got little man disease and works harder than everyone. Yeah, yeah. He steals hey, the basketball hey. from people in the backcourt. Hey, don't put that scarf on me. They know I'm here. You know? <laughs> Quaid, open your mind, Quaid. Anyway, listen, we don't have time for these stories. Oh. Okay? <laughs> you have what you want. Don't give the people the air. Let's turn on the radio and let's have another fun song and a good bit that Rob actually is kind of questioning now whether it's going to work. Is this another Scatman funeral this dirge? Is, this is not, but I do have Scatman funeral still up there, so we could hit okay, that. Are you going to let me know when want. I should jump in and when I shouldn't? I mean, uh, is <laughs> at this point, I would say jump in at any time and actually ignore <laughs> any prompts I'm giving you because the, the, what I just came up with was very, very bad. Whereas you came up with both year-end review party and rear-end review party, two hits that are going to last us the rest of the this episode and possibly some future parody songs. Uh, let's turn on K Rob and see what's going on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob, K R O B. You know, the nicest thing you can say to somebody when they tell you they have a podcast is, What's it called? The second nicest thing is, What episode should I start with? Because I bet your early ones suck. Oh, True. yeah. Oh, no. Remember the other day? This is me out. I was telling someone about the podcast. This be my life. I was blown away because this person actually asked, "What's the funniest episode? What's the best place to begin?" I said I don't know But it got me To thinking Go get it It's it's even slower in this part It's way slower than you think Got me thinking What was the best episode of (laughs) Beck did it better Well (laughs) There's just so many to think of It's uh, it's hard to uh, It's hard to narrow down Like 121 of them uh, Let's see if I can Uh Maybe just think of one. I mean, just, just one good one. That would be hard, right? Which episode is number one? Which one would I recommend? I think Ziggy Stardust Bowie is fun. Yes. But oh, yeah. so is Prince and Lady Soul by Franklin. Yes. Then there's James Brown at the Apollo. And D'Angelo and Hole have withstood. This is a hard list to write. Cause no one's ever told us that an episode is good. <laughs> when you want to hear about well, maybe they will now because we've changed our tune, right? We're, we're going to be nice to the callers, so maybe they'll call in and tell us they appreciate it. And I want to invite all our fans to a live urine review. Okay, I will be turning on the Zoom. 
We'll do a live urine review. It's going to be a great time. I'm just repeating the joke, guys. I'm looking for any response besides blank stares. Hey, I think I came up with it, Rob. I think I came up with it. Who's going to run your urine and review yes, for yes. that song? Yep. I like that. I like that. It's very good. Listen, you guys, is there a, is there a, is there a different way you go about these parties when it's a fiscal urine party? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, did you say fistal? A, a fistal urine a party? Fistal, a fistal rear end review? Fistial. <laughs> yeah, well, but fistial urine review. I had that the other day. I was only getting semi-annual Fistal year year end reviews. Yeah, now I've moved to quarterly. Oh, that's good. Mine's more like a half dollary, but I think that's good actually. Uh, so here's the deal. Oh God, <laughs> I went to I mean, my doctor. Well, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay for it, right? I mean, you can probably go monthly if you wanted to, right? <laughs> yeah. Calendar. Uh, so here's the deal. I went to a doctor, and the doctor's like, "Your heart is so big," and I said, "Thank you so much." And I started to walk out, and he said, "No weight," and I was like, "You're not gonna take my weight? That's great." My old doctor was so concerned about it. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's a bit I did with my seventh graders today, and they were mortified. They did not like the thought of their teacher dying of heart disease. All right, listen. We, I've got uh, three guys here who called the band Nin, and they were wondering, when do these rats come in? You know what I mean? The rats of. Oh, I love that movie. I was rats. talking about that the other day. I should. I wonder if that holds up. Is that on streaming anywhere? I'm I'm sure it's not. They're dumping it, just like every yeah. other HBO. I'm telling you. Terrifying. Illegally, illegally download shit. It's the only way to Physical go. Yeah. Uh, HBO is getting rid of Westworld. The first season of that was good, and they're just dumping it for tax purposes. Uh, listen, don't get guys, don't get me started about thumbtacks. They're so expensive. Here's the deal. Uh, I've got three guys here. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, just great, Rob. Thanks for having me. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, what has this podcast become? My sweetest friends. Everyone knows that our downloaders go away and never listen till the end. I, but Rob, oh. you could have it all. Dandelion <laughs> greens from Aaron's dirt. Oh yeah. Will shove his feelings down. We'll laugh at your jokes so you don't hurt. Oh my God, yes. you guys are so sweet. That makes me so happy. You Thank are you a so poet. Much. You don't even know it, That's, Russell. That was holy you know God. Russell. That was good. I'm going to give you a little jingle bells just as a gift for that. <laughs> I was hoping we could play the music in the background and I could do it in a creepy voice. <laughs> What's he building in there? Uh, and then, of course, I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, uh, here's the deal, Aaron. Did you hear? And I'm. And I'm being serious right now. Did you hear that a Mariah Carey fan gave her a, a an acre of land in California as a gift? I have an acre. You. Yeah, to Mariah Carey gave gave her an acre of land. You know what her response was? And I don't want a lot for Christmas. Oh, for Christmas. <laughs> I've got Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I I don't. Want to tell you that I want to fuck you like an animal. I'm trying to avoid using that. Karen, that we, seriously, we couldn't even make it that far I without was, someone doing that. I, I knew it. I knew it, you dummies. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the sound of metal screeching on metal, which is also a big part of this album. Uh, so listen, let's get right into it. Let's get right into our voicemail. Kinder, gentler voicemail hand. And I'm trying to find a song that's not that bad. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Here we you're go. not going to let our listeners violate you, are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to let our listeners desecrate you, desecrate are you? Desecrate you. Rob, are you, our listeners going to complicate you? <laughs> Rob, don't let them penetrate you. Okay, well. <laughs> Listen, I love the listeners. They can do whatever. they. As long as they're leaving voicemails, they can penetrate me all day and most Whoa. of the day. <laughs> Aaron from Minneapolis. I heard that a person could call in without being insulted, so I thought I'd give it a shot. 
I know you're talking about Nine Inch Nails. And I was thinking about, I had a barbecue this summer. I think Matt and his family were there. I was playing my usual entertaining mix of 90s alt rock and Closer came on. Which oh no! Is a great song, but I quickly oh. realized I should probably track it with so many small children around. Oh. So I wanted to ask you guys, what's your approach with explicit content in music and kids? Do you just let it roll? Is there an age when it's okay, or do you kind of go with the "this is all art, so it's fine" approach? I don't think my parents ever paid attention to what I was listening Ooh, to, good and question. so I think. It was different for us. We listened to all sorts of nasty language in our music. But just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, Bye. I have two, I have two yeah, great, great I have two great jokes and then a statement. Bob. All so I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. <laughs> See, it, was, it was much more poetic back then. Yeah. Number one. I like big butts and I cannot lie. My invitation, <laughs> my invitation to that barbecue, okay, is a lot like my last doctor's exam. It must have gotten lost in the mail. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> didn't get it. Second of all, uh, you lost your doctor's exam in the mail. No, the doctor would put his hand in my butt. I didn't. What? I was going to let the <laughs> listeners penetrate me. I was going to say that, but I didn't. I feel dirty saying that, especially after that. I do want to say. I think that's one of the best calls oh, we've no. ever had. Number one, they're looking. Somehow they're looking ahead. I don't even get how that works because we haven't even released. Yeah, that's very thoughtful of this listener. No, they, we have. So they've 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 looking ahead. They're calling about it and they ask a great question. That was one of the best calls, literally, that we've ever had. And it's not they're just on the me journey with us. Every time I compliment the callers, it sounds so sarcastic. I want to be very clear. I love our callers. They bring me a lot of joy. Thank you so much for calling. Okay. We really appreciate it. Okay. But Rob and that was a Baxter's. very good call. Those those idiots he will make fun of. But if you call, you're good, right, Rob? Uh well, I do love you more if you call. It's true. It's a lot so that's easier to do. How do you system. guys how do you guys take the how do you you guys all have kids that are kind of at that age where if they hear it, they're gonna repeat it? I know Matt's told stories about being up in North Dakota, and there was some giggling about some swear words. How do you guys handle that? Well, so two things. I think it's, it's, what do we say about, you know, it's all about the art kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a drunk second cousin, three time removed, who's just swearing up a storm, that's like one thing, right? But if you've got like, you know, our kids are into, so I got a 10 and a a seven year old, uh, they're into like AJR right now, which has great songs and they have three or four swear words in every one, but they're like, using it how you would use the word shit, you know, not just like throwing yeah. it out there just, just to be a drunk like They call idiot. the shit poop. Yeah, that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff, right? And so Sarah brought up a good point. It's like, well, would you rather have them listening to it like in proper context or like having their little buddies on the playground, like trying to figure out if this is how you're supposed to use it and they don't know how to use it and they don't know where to use it. Personally, I didn't really think too much about it, but Sarah uh, brought it up uh, tonight even we were listening to AJR and Eddie said shit and I go oh Eddie oh. said shit like a you know and Sarah's like well yeah that's what they say in the song so he's just singing the yeah. song so I'm like all right sounds good that totally makes sense reasonable. to me but yeah but, but and that's that, but so that I don't know but it feels like it feels like six or seven maybe that's about you know like you can't have four-year-olds going around saying shit all the time but, yeah but you can play a lot of stuff up before that I mean I played like I played I played dirtier stuff when he was zero to three than I do now because oh, they're course. not gonna repeat it of course but then there's right. a point where they might ask but the touch point for me is that I do remember I don't remember how old my younger brother was when we were listening to the top 40 radio station in the car and John Cooper Mellencamp was on and he said 
mom, what does hurt so good mean? And that to me, like if, when the kid can ask questions like that of the parents, that's when you have to start thinking about what, what questions you want to answer or not. Mom, what does it mean to be sucking on a chili dog behind a tasty yeah. face? Like, are you, how do you suck on a chili dog when it's a hot why, dog? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that, right? Like, once the chili is gone, why would you be sucking on the dog anymore? Yeah. Spill all but, over the front of your body. But in theory, in theory those, those could have a different meaning that a six or eight-year-old might not yeah. even think about. Like, if you put on Closer by Nine Inch Nails, that, that's a whole different level, isn't it? I, but here's the thing, right? Are we post lyrics causing bad things to happen. Are we past that now? Abs- like, well, can you think, think of a so, song yeah. offensive enough where you would get mad about it? I can't possibly think of one. I mean, Aaron, I mean, I shouldn't say that because Aaron's looking right at me. He's like, I could actually think of a song that made me mad for a long time. It was that Neil Young parody. Made a number of members of my family mad. At me, sweet Rob. I'm, I'm a nice guy. But I, I do think too, like I, like my kid now is at the stage where she listens to, like she just casually swears around the house. And I tell her, like, you can't do that. But there is nobody, there is nobody on earth who swears more than my wife. My <laughs> wife is swearing all the time. Like, my kid here is swearing all the time. But ironically, I don't want them to hear swearing. But I can't think, like, if they were listening to music, I got to admit, if they were listening to this album instead of swearing, I would be more worried if they were listening to this album. Like, that would that would be a kind of a scary yeah. thing if my kid was listening to it. I mean, my whole issue is the entire hip-hop genre is problematic for kids, and so that one is tough for me. Yeah. I, I played a lot of it when he was younger, but, uh, you know, I, I can't square myself a lot of the words that, you know, in, in particular, the misogyny. Yeah. So, I like, that stuff, right. I, I'm yeah. going to have to temper while, you know, while he's growing up, especially raising a boy. Like, you just can't have stuff with, like, the B word and, you know, some of the yeah. like I, I can't say, play, you know, like, I cannot like, play Snoop and Dre at all. Like, no, that's a full on not happening in the house. When your kid gets to my age too, that can be a talking point. You know what I mean? Like I've talked to her about sure, why they, that music yeah, exists us, and why yeah. but that I was can't a thing be in one plan. Yeah. But Matt's got yeah. Matt's got a thought on that. I just wanted to point out that I'm actually a good parent. Okay. It's not just my foul mouthed wife. You know, Alexa will often let you play uh, radio edits, Rosie, just so I don't oh, know if you're good. an Alexa mm, person, you, you know, so you can play, you know, tell her to play Alexa, uh, radio edit version. Um, and you bring up a great point. Like there's a difference between swearing and then like just all of the bitches and hoes and what, what they're going to do to them and all that stuff. Like, it's just, that's a completely different genre. Yeah, I mean, right. And like so that can't, can't have that at all. <laughs> no. So somebody says shit or, you know, God damn it or something, you know, as part of a song, like that's way better than <laughs> a lot of things. Some of these other questions that have to answer. My favorite story about lyrics, though, is that my wife did get in trouble growing up. You know, of course, I never got in trouble growing up because I was constantly listening to They Might Be Giants. So I was like, triangle man, triangle man. I'm like, my parents are like, uh, doing the things a triangle can, particle wins, particle loses, particle man. It was like that and Weird Al. And so my parents were like, uh, actually, we're, we're kind of worried the other way. Like this guy is he's a little too straight edge for us. Yeah, we need to drop him off at Hollywood video in the adults. Will he move out? <laughs> he's always here. Jenny got caught when she was in middle school singing the song, You've Got to Lick It Before You Stick It, which of course you're hearing in the background right now. Okay, and not because I put it in, but because Aaron oh, is actually playing it. It's, he's, yeah. he's got it as his theme song, right. his walkout song. He's got it. So you know you can bend that. Look at that dance move. Yeah, that's it's pretty bendy, Rosie. Yeah, that's pretty I, good I, dance I've been working move. on it. But it, I, I just think it's so funny that to be like, what did you just say? Did you say you've got to lick it before you stick it? It's like, no, I didn't say that. Like you are. Rob, does your 
Does your wife ever use uh, foul language in, say, an Uber, and you have to like tap her and remind her, like, "Hey, we're not, we're not, we're in mixed company here." Or, or does that ever happen? Hey, or hey, no? hey, I ordered this, and this is on my rating. Yeah, yeah. 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 on your rating, I could care less. This is on my rating, uh, so this goes on my I'm, score. I'm yeah. just curious. Just I'd, curious. That sounds. I don't know because that sounds so familiar, but I really have. Don't want to compare people because it sounds like it could be that related. That did happen recently, and like, I got talked to about that. So I'm just not going to do related, like very closely related. Yeah, to something we'll sign your wife would do, but not, Rob, maybe not exactly. Rob, has your wife ever been critical of like the um, the talk radio that the Uber drivers listening oh, to? No. You have to remind them there there's three people in this vehicle. <laughs> I I I mm, mm. <laughs> just. just <laughs> Let's get into rolling going. Somehow we got a little off track there. I don't know. I, it is funny, though, to be playing uh, at a barbecue. You're at a family, and then Closer comes on. Like, can you imagine you're at a That's barbecue? That's got turned off. you got to turn that off. That's a great show. You're like, it has to be turned. It has to be no, tracked. That's right. That one's got to go. It's also not like a great vibe, either. It's not like you can just like huh? enjoy the song and ignore the lyrics, okay. right? It's like, what about you know what, though, it, it, it might be the best vibe out of the 18 songs. On this album, what what is the better vibe than that one? What's the second or third track that's kind of jazzy? There's one that's like it's a little bit like what is it? Listen, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> you piece of shit. We're not to that part of the show yet. We're actually oh, into we're rolling going. I don't know if you heard the sting. Okay, so let's get into rolling going. Aaron, how's it rolling going with you? It's I'm rolling sorry going. I called you a piece of shit. I appreciate you, Rob. It's rolling going good. Uh, I finally, I've not really talked about any kitchen adventures lately. I tonight, I feel like I almost perfected. My stir fried noodles, they didn't stick to the wok. I finally, I think I got the wok right where I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really good about the bacon noodles. Bacon fat? Bacon fat? No, <laughs> no, I got a new, no, I got some new seasoning wax that's made of beeswax, oh, okay. grapeseed oil. No, I can't remember the other. No, you're, other. you're not cooking. So, you're, shut up. You're not cooking <laughs> with beeswax. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm using it to season the wok and then I'm cooking with grapeseed oil. And then you're Rob, cooking Rob, on Rob. that. Rob, yeah. just because so hey, you're cooking David, with beeswax, Rob, mm, uh, time out a sec, so. time out a sec, Rob, just because we're nice to the callers now, doesn't mean that you can be mean to Aaron again. <laughs> like, you can mm. start coming at me a little bit. You can start attacking me. But man, yeah. you're so sweet. What would I even get mad at you about? I can't even imagine. First highlight, got my stir fry noodles down pat. So anybody wants to come visit and have some stir fry noodles, I'm here for you. Uh, second... Had the big two two big holiday concerts at school this week, so we did one <laughs> did one on Tuesday afternoon. How talented uh, kid a five year old be two concerts? Well, yeah, well, one was for school and one was for the aftercare program. So the school one was oh. the kindergarten through third graders sang a song together in the middle of the school day. So we went over for that one. And, and you had to go to night, two separate shows. Yeah, and then the last night oh. was the kindergarten through five aftercare program, but. The coolest part is he does do hip hop dance class as the aftercare. Yeah. And so they just went ahead and danced to Thriller because it was like, that's what they've been. That's what they've been training for. So they fucking mm-hmm. did Thriller. That was amazing. I did have to. So Wallace was homesick today. Did you say he danced to Thriller? Yes. For the Christmas concert? Yeah, because they'd been working on it since Halloween. You know, what you don't see in that Thriller, thriller video is Michael Jackson take a shit as a wolf. You know what I mean? Like he turns around, he's in the varsity jacket. He turns around. That's scary. But then later he's like spinning because he has to take a dump somewhere on the lawn. Not as scary. Okay. Keep going. Rob, you should see the new meme I created with bell picking up Michael Jackson, the wolf's poop. 
And in the in the same dog park is Michael J. Fox from Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, yeah. And this the thing where he drags his butt across the ground. You're like, is it oh, a problem? Like, what's, what's the deal there? And then you take him to the vet, and it's Dr. Conrad Murray. Oh, give me that milk. What kind Vincent of milk? loves that Conrad Murray bit. What kind of milk is it, Rob? Oh, give me that mama's milk. Come on, give me that milk. Gotta I gotta go it. to sleep. Gotta I gotta Can't sleep. Did, did your son have a solo aired where he talked about Bobby's milk or anything like that <laughs> in the kinda, Conrad Murray voice? Uh, no, he kind of created his own solo because they, so they both did, uh, they did the thriller and they did uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And he oh. did have to, like, he clearly had to pee super bad during Rudolph. And both yeah. of us were in the audience, like, he's going to wet his pants. Like, he's doing the thing. <laughs> like, this oh. is terrifying. And then he just... <laughs> Vincent, it, no. That is yeah. actually, that's too far, Vincent. You yeah. don't laugh at that, okay? And then that's he, a traumatic he was, thing. Yeah, like, clearly had to pee super bad. And then he announced to the whole auditorium that he had to go pee and ran off the yep. stage. And he made it to the bathroom. So props for him. Like, I was very impressed. It was, then, it, was mm-hmm. a, it was a urine concert, right? It was a urine, a urine oh. concert. concert. Yeah, he, oh, no. He, he put the urine in urine concert. <laughs> oh, so God. he totally nailed it. I was so proud okay, of him. Okay, well, see you guys later. That was the perfect. <laughs> and usually this is a joke, no. but this time I'm serious. I think we I was leave. waiting for you to hammer that, Rob. It was like got a T for you. I mean, we, we talked about the album a little bit, right? This counts. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. So, Aaron, I was going to ask you, though, uh, so you and your wife are both trained, skilled musicians, singers. You, you, I don't I think your oh. wife's singing. I don't know if she was an opera singer too, but both she of is, you are yeah. very talented musicians that were at, were at one point. Thank you. So do you guys have a higher expectation when you see your son up there? And instead of like hitting the low note when he's supposed to, he's, he's like running off stage where you like disappointed. As a no, parent? absolutely not. No, the you expectation, get you get it. The expectation is purely that he's enthusiastic and participating and we we are the we're the people whooping it up in the crowd. The crowds are too chill. I don't know. It's it's yeah. like people they got to be making some noise. Yeah, if he's if he's happy with it, he's engaged. That's what makes me happy. I I, I told you what my dad used to yell. Like he'd come to a soccer game, right? And he thought it was the biggest joke in the world to yell at his kids. It was a perfect time for him to make a joke. Okay, <laughs> so here I am. I'm like 10, 12, 13, all the way up through high school. And then with my sister too, he would yell out, "Hustle! Don't you care?" And he would just say, hustle, don't you care? And, and, and he would laugh. He thought that was the funniest thing. And I was like, well, I don't know. feels like that adds layers to all the times that Rob's mom yelled at Rob for making everything a joke. Like, it feels like, I don't know, maybe there was some misplaced aggression there. <laughs> I learned it from you. You're me, not then. mad at me. You're mad at your father. <laughs> uh, all right. And the last thing, yeah. So, so he promptly then uh, got home from the Christmas program and had a fever in the night last night, was awake in the night, had to stay home oh. from school to day which made it not so it's been a tough week to try like it is christmas music in my house 24 hours a day from from the day after thanksgiving up until christmas so it is not a great time to be trying to listen to nine inch nails so i had to get through it and then today i listened to the first half while i was working out and then i came upstairs and my wife had to go to an appointment so then i was like all right, well, it's just me and Deb. I'm going to play the second half of the Nine Inch Nails record out loud. So Ooh, like, the fun, get the fun half. <laughs> yeah, well, and he was in the middle of some, like, very involved imaginative plays. So he's got some kind of, like, stick that is, uh, I'm not sure what kind of weapon. And so he was like, Dad, this sounds like laser music. So he was okay. kind of into it. Like, he enjoyed the laser sounds. He was like, Dad, what does that mean, the needle pierce the bone I just to see if I could feel. What does that mean? <laughs> so Aaron, now listen, unfortunately your ruling going is wrong because all we care about right now is that we have not recorded for about two weeks for about a week and a half here. Aaron, yeah. 
is the lightsaber still in one piece? Is do it does that lightsaber still exist or is it now smashed in the garbage somewhere? Hundred percent. He got it out today, and I I made reference. I said that that price per use is going down every time. So yeah, they were playing with it today. It's it's, it's appreciating looking good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's enough about me. How's it? How's it rolling going with Russell? Rolling going. Things are going good. Uh, I didn't go see Rob's house, but I was actually in. As Rob puts it, the greatest city in the world, <laughs> New York City. I was in New York for work a few weeks ago, and I gotta, I gotta connect with Rob. At one point, Rob and, and his wife Jenny, she used no foul language when she was around me. Rob must have no. patted her on the leg at was, some point. Yeah, or I was something. squeezing her tricep the whole time, very tight. <laughs> and so I ended up going to with Rob and Jenny. We went to a champagne bar and we went to a comedy club. Mm-hmm. which happens to be the exact same thing we did the last time we went. And so I was going to ask you, so Rob did a really nice thing when we were, when I was out there, we were going to meet up and he kind of gave me two options. We can do this thing or this thing. And mm-hmm. one of the options was essentially a repeat of what we'd done before. Yeah. So when Fuck. you guys are we'll go to a new huh? city or you're like traveling, do you guys ever find yourself just enjoying the thing you did last time? And do you find yourself doing the same yes. thing over and over? Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't experience the whole world. Like if you find something you enjoy, you got limited time to be there with Rob, do something, you know, is going to work. I'm telling you, I'm going to Memphis again over the holidays. I will be going to Graceland. I just, I love going to Graceland. I've been there a number of times. It is such a hoot to me that this world famous house looks like dog shit on the inside. It is so funny. It looks like my grandparents' basements. But Matt, Matt, I feel like Matt, you're more of a, like, it feels like you, you want to, Explore new things, right? Or am I wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, but but then, the, so like I, I've traveled for work kind of a lot. And then I kind of have like just a, like, let's call it 10 cities that I got to go to kind of a thing. And so like, it's also nice to know that I know what if I'm going to Dallas, I'm going to stay at the La Meridian in Stonelay and there's a dive bar across the street and the steakhouse is two blocks down. And then, you know, it's nice to know that stuff. Right. Yeah. Or like I was in uh, Palm Beach the other day, West Palm Beach, and I knew that this two blocks away from the hotel, there's this rooftop bar that's awesome. Right. And you look over, you see the ocean, you could see Mar Lago and see all the cop cars that are over there and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good entertainment. Right. So I, there's that, but like, if you're going to like a spot for like four days or like where you actually have time to like get out and mm-hmm. look at things, yep. that's a little different for me. Like I would rather, you know, try new things. but if it's like, Hey, you're in there is you got one night. I like uh, the routine and knowing what you're going to get. If Love that it. makes sense. I will say, I, so Rob, I chose the, I chose the routine because I just thought we had a fun time last time. And so I met Rob and Jenny at the, the champagne bar. We ordered some champagne. It was really good. It was really fun. And it was kind of nice to say like, Hey, this is our thing as a group. When we go do something together, this, it's like when we go to Vegas guys, we go yeah. to, we go to the same, we play blackjack at the same spot. We go to All the same, eat, buffets, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, same. Yeah. You don't want to mess around. Hey, what what, happen, I, what happens in the champagne room, Russell? Because I've never been in there, so I was just wondering if you know what happens in the champagne. Room. Rob made me sign a non-disclosure that I'm oh, not allowed okay. to talk about it. Yeah, and my wife talks so loud that you kind of look around to see if anybody's like looking at you. That's mostly what happens in the champagne. There is room. no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> Can you imagine that that was like a real song? Like that's crazy, right? That that was like a song for a video I saw. And the fact that I sat there watching TV and I watched that video and I was like, uh huh. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm telling you guys, 
there's a chance I tried to jack off to that video, I think, because I thought maybe the strippers were going to be near. Just a lot of Chris Rock. So I, I did one night with Rob and Jenny, and then the other night I had some work colleagues. I had to have do drinks and whatnot with them, and that went a little bit later, but I... I was able to explore a little bit the next night. Rob, I don't even know if I told you what I did that night. So No, because we were going to get together that night, and then you said no thanks. So oh, well, I, I, I was at been home able to, pretty much crying, actually. I wouldn't have been able to be with you until about 9 p.m., but Oof. I knew you had a big a big weightlifting competition, it's so true. I figured that was, wasn't was going to push it. But I did end up going to a Top Chef restaurant. Chef Angelo, who was one of the finalists one time, I went to his restaurant called Anejo. It was really good. Is delicious. And then I also walked down to Ooh. Rockefeller Plaza to see the big Christmas oh, tree. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are you guys oh, nice. into like going and seeing like the big Christmas trees or the lights or anything like yeah. that? I know Matt, you do the 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 blow-ups, but do you guys like the lights? I I will say, and I think we've talked about this numerous years, that I have very strong thoughts on <laughs> professionally done lights yes. on people's houses. Yes. Which drive me bonkers. Yeah. Right. Like if those if those lights are as straight as an arrow. You know, and perfectly, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, but people who put out the effort and you could tell that it's like a thing that they do or they do it with their kids or things like that. Yeah, I love it. Or like there's a place I think in Phelan, is it, is it in St. Paul? Russell, have you ever done that? Where it's like a drive through Phelan Park in St. Paul and it's raising money for somebody. And, you know, it's kind of corny, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is really cool, you know, and raising money for whatever. So, no, it's fun. But again, if somebody's got a real professional and the Rockefeller is a little different because that's pretty historic. And, you know, I think they, I think they bring the tree in from Minnesota usually, don't they? Do they just tell you where the tree comes from Russell or did you, did you I not get that far? I did not get that much information. Okay. <laughs> did you, did you talk to anybody? I hope not Russell. Don't, don't talk to anybody. <laughs> <down there. laughs> but it, it was a good time, Rob, Rob, it was great. Great seeing you. Thank you for taking me out. But Matt rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, good. I, did not know that this is the uh, Christmas episode, but I have been making a list. Uh-oh. Now, now, Matt, can I just ask you right now? Yeah. You gotta be careful. How many times have you checked that list? <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, twice. So I check that out. And there's a, lo- there's a lot of actually like holiday stuff that's on my list. There's also, I still have flashlight to see menzies i'm i don't know <laughs> what on. that means but i also now have this one and i have to just say this because well, i'm gonna have to figure it out by next time we record <laughs> but Sarah, something popped up and sarah goes we well, have to take good enough notes that you're gonna remember what it is mm-hmm. okay and here's my good enough notes all right <laughs> okay photos of feet dash i'm the creeper dash rodriguez what? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so have, There's something there, though. You, did you see me perk up when you said that? I was like, hmm, right. So I'm gonna have to this. figure that out. All right. So I uh, speaks of the keeper. Oh god, that's so There's funny. something Rodriguez. there. So, somehow, yeah. Rodriguez. Somehow um, oh, so we'll we'll do some quick hitters. I've got uh, "Joy to the World." That's the best Christmas song there is. The Mariah. What? The Mariah what? recording. Or overall, Mariah? just just overall. Okay. I mean, just the joy know. to the world. First of Joy all, to the world. That's the best Christmas barely song. Barely a Christmas song, in my opinion. Well, that's kind, of what makes, that's kind of what makes it okay for me. Yeah, I mean, that's you know? a Christmas song, Joy to the World. And you're telling me that that's better than Little Drummer Boy? Mariah has it on her that's Christmas album, so that makes it a Christmas song. She is the queen of Christmas, although not trademarked. Uh, I love yeah. that, by the way. So, Joy to the World, best song. Um, oh, man. I... Uh, <laughs> I think I was incorrectly using stolen valor last night at our Christmas party. Cause I got designated to 
You know, so it's like, be careful, dude. I'm just telling you. <laughs> be careful because people, people who aren't on this podcast get really bad. They do not think it's funny. Turns out a number of people I think have I was, like I think I was using the, the phrase or... incorrectly, but I was thinking about you guys and it was making me laugh inside by saying, you know, mm-hmm. stolen. So it was, it was one of those things where it was like, there's a few few of us planned to like go out to a bar. We went to the local downtown and anybody who's saying that Minneapolis is shut down, they can all go fuck themselves because it's, it's pretty nice down there. Oh, sure. I got to change, I gotta change my rolling going now. Mm. All right. So we go down there and there's like 15, 16 people and there's a big bill. Right. And so we got, and it's going to be like, well, who's paying for this kind of a thing. And so the head guy's like, well, Matt, just use your card and you know, we'll expense it or whatever. So I was like, okay, so I'll buy everything, tell everybody I'm buying everything. I'll take full credit and then I'll expense it on the back door later. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. just telling everybody, yep, Thanks, nope, drinks are on me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Order a couple more apps, apps are Brilliant. on me, you know, and people go, aren't you expensing? Oh yeah, stolen valor. You know, like yes. I'm, I'm taking all the credit. Yeah. I'm taking all the credit for this. So am I using that right, Rob? Is that how you use stolen valor? I mean, you know, like <laughs> taking credit for something. Taking that, credit. Did, you, did you give him a naval salute from your rear end <laughs> at the end of it or not? I, I do like the I do like the, the rear, idea the that the rear admiral. I do. <laughs> Russell, you're like a fucking Picasso. I mean, we're just in your finger painting. You're come. I mean, you're just bringing it tonight. I feel like a, I feel like a real piece of shit tonight, guys, compared to you. Um, but I'm going to come back with this joke. Okay, you ready for this? First of all, I do like to think of the idea as a credit card as being like valor. Like every time you spend it, you're like, I'm doing my part to help the economy. Not the joke. Yeah. That was good. Okay. I'm just going to stop everybody. That was not okay. a good joke. Here it comes. Okay. It's, the, it's the fluffer. And at the end of the night, oh, here's what Matt hears. Ready? He goes, hello, Matt. It's me, William. And Matt's like, oh, there's the big bill I was talking talking about. <laughs> He's hello. huge. Hello. <laughs> thank you for getting us those drinks. And also, thank you for your time in the shit in Da Nang. We appreciate it. <laughs> Face down in the mud. So, so bad. Did you try to take any credit or? or but I will say this: no, Matt, even credit. if you use the company card, if people don't thank you, I think that's bogus. I think they got to thank you for using the company card. Oh, oh here we enough, go. Boss enough, pe- enough people know my, you know, my game to know that you know that they could tell that I was just. Right. Living in the moment, right? And so it was fun. And of course, a couple of the people who aren't very fun, they're like, well, you're not really paying for this, are you? Oh, yeah, I'm paying. For it. No, yeah. they're going to expense it. You right. know, like, okay, you just kill Joy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no wonder you only come out once a year to happy hour. Nobody invites you any other time. <laughs> you know, so imagine if you would have had a Bluetooth speaker playing this the whole time behind you. Yeah. It, it, it would have set the mood. Hey, I'm big, I'm big Bill guy over here. Big holiday bill guy. I should send you guys Wait. a picture. I don't think I haven't, haven't been able to take good pictures because it's been a very weird year to try to put up blow ups this year in Minneapolis. Oh. Okay. And so I got the, <laughs> I can't even imagine what's coming next. I cannot even imagine what makes it a weird year to put up blow ups. It's not that funny. So like my, my, my thing is, is that we're, we're done with like this, this 20 footers, right? I got a what? couple of 20 footers that you can't keep them up. Snow comes, wind yeah. comes, you can't keep them up. It's it's horrible. I'll tell you when those inflatables get older. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just happens. It's a natural thing and you got to kind of deal with it. You just can't do it as much. You know, the 20 footers don't, they don't stay up as much. They don't stay up. It takes <laughs> no. them a lot more effort to get them up. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And then like any and then little, to keep them up, any I mean, little touch ooh. of wind or like anything, you know, it just, yeah. it just it takes you know, it right blood's got to flow longer. If it's a longer thing, it's got to get what? through, right? It takes longer to get through there. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> 
Just yeah, fans. Yeah. They're fans. And maybe it's because you've been inflating it, uh, maybe not during the holiday season, kind of on your own. And like, maybe it's gotten overinflated. <laughs> it's gotten used to a certain way of getting inflated. And it actually is kind of a, a problem. And maybe we should talk about it. But uh, yeah. we're too busy at night actually recording podcasts to actually uh, spend some time together. But that's fine. <laughs> and inflatables. So I was pivoting towards lights this year because we were at about 20... <laughs> About 20 blowups. So I was pivoting lights. So I got lights all in the front of the house and I actually got on the roof and we've got lights up and down the roof. It's not quite Clark Griswold. I mean, those are like every square inch is lights. Mm. So, but we're getting close. And the new blow up of the year is a VW bus. Yeah. Santa's driving and the uh, three of the reindeer are sticking their heads out the side. It's wonderful. It's a great one. So, yeah. But. Because of all the rain, it's so good. you know, it's been raining. And so it's just knocking everything down. And then it's heavy snow. And so it's been yeah. a bad year for the Matt, I got to ask, did you acquire these in last January from Home Depot on special or not? We, we acquired a lot of them last January. But <laughs> as, again, I think, I, have I told you guys this? So, you know, Menards, the local, uh, save big regional uh, hardware store. Did right? somebody save big they've got, money? I could use that to pay this enormous bill. It's me, Big William. Big William. So they essentially have eleven percent rebates all year, right? Like you go there, you 11%. send in your rebate, oh. you get a you get a coupon back, and you yeah. get eleven percent off. So we just collect those, and the boys they you know they they help me they they send them off. They come in, it's it's great. So we had a hundred and I think it was hundred and eighty two dollars this year. I feel like this is like you're teaching your kids to smoke, but it's buying inflatables. You know what I mean? You're like, hey. <laughs> Just try a little so we bit. Just, we collect fun. all those. We collect all the rebates, and that's our blow up money for the year. And so we had $182 this year. And so we, yeah, we got we got some new ones. We have to we get the, we get the ones on sale. We get the ones on sale after the new year, right? Yeah. But then we get the new good ones, like the VW bus. That was like 120 bucks, I think. So that was that's all rebate. I mean, it's free money. Are there gonna be photos of the of the installation on the Please. Back to the Better Instagram account? Where can our listeners yeah. go to see potentially yeah, the like, installation? Show your address. My 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 12 foot tree <laughs> ripped. It got too oh, much, it got damn. it got rained on, and then it got it got uh it, the ice froze oh. on top of it. And so that one so we're I mean, we're we're down like three of them this year mm. from weather-related uh terrors. So, you know, we we it's not a good year. I've got a gap in between a couple of them. You know, I wish I could move that bus over, but we got too much snow now. And so it's just, you know, it's not lining up right. We mm. might just have to take it next year. So yeah. this is, I mean, this is like talking to, to Picasso about painting where he's putting these art. I mean, it's just, it's brilliant. Uh, listen, yeah. are we to me do you, for wait, going? Do you know any other artists? <laughs> I was, <laughs> I know. Twice. Fuck off. Twice. I know I want Picasso <laughs> twice. <laughs> Pablo. I, I had to warn you once about reusing the same foul language too many times in <laughs> yeah. one, one episode, Rob. Do I need to mark down the Picasso in the notes mm. or not? I'm going to say Degas. Mm, see? <laughs> Did you guys get the text I sent you? Which one? Yeah. So that was the CVS at Washington, D.C. Okay? And guess what? It's another episode of... Some people oh, like no. sex that is tame. For others, they like to treat it like a game. Some love Kicks. willing up rubber sheets. Or people like Aaron, yeah, they love sniffing feet. Reaper. They're kinks, they're kinks. Rob will explain. Kink, another kink episode. They're kinks, they're kinks, they're kinks, but we'll never shame. No shaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so listen, here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> the Washington, D.C. CVS. Now, this is like a Dwayne Reed for those of you who are listening in New York, both of you. Oh, this CVS was selling. Aaron, tell us what's in that photo. Okay. Um, well, it looks a little bit like uh, a dildo. Yes. Some kind of sex toy. They were selling vibrators and they just said vibrator on them. They did not say like back massager, neck massager. And then if you look, they, there's a little green one. Oh, I, hold on. Well, Can, I read them? Them? Can I read oh. them left to right? Please, please read, read it left to right. What's going on there? Oh, it's in the personal intimacy aisle. In the personal intimacy aisle. Yeah. For, for $23.49, you can get something called the stroker. Hmm. For $12.49, you can get stroker lotion. Okay, so wait a minute. Let's Let's talk about this for a second. The stroker lotion is half the price of the stroker itself. Like that would be yeah. the most expensive tank of gas ever. But I got to say, if my car helped me jack off, I'd probably pay a lot for gas. <laughs> I, I think my favorite, now this is a visual joke, but my favorite part about this text is that just beyond the Kegel toner and the dual vibrating mm -hmm. massager yep. is the, is the gingerbread mini village kit. So right, <laughs> just right on the other side. Of one the stop shop, Rosie. Yeah. One stop yeah. shop. The gingerbread mini village kid. We're not shaming Rosie. I don't know if you listen to the song. Yeah. Okay, whatever you're into. <laughs> if you if you want to act like you're Godzilla, if you want to act like a Godzilla, uh, <laughs> using the stroker and smashing a small gingerbread town, you can do that. If that's what gets you out. The third one, it looks like my microphone. And it, <laughs> And I do want to go back to the idea of a car being good at jacking you off. I think if you made a car that was good at jacking you off, you would have the best selling. In fact, I would say any object. You would have the best selling car in the world if you're like, hey, this car goes zero to 60. Like in 10. I don't listen. It jacks Wait, you off. And like, it's really good. If we had met that, we could buy Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It'd be so. It I mean, look like around your house right now. I'm just going to look at something. Ready? I'm going to turn and look. A refrigerator that jacks you off. That's a great. In, that's a great invention. <laughs> I just feel like there Rob, should be would some each of these cleanup. Would each of these too. appliances or machines look like a regular one, or would it be obvious? Like, would you be driving down the road <laughs> and people would see you and like, God dang, he's got the jerk off mobile or whatever it would be called? Because honestly, it would be dangerous, right? So I should do think you need to have a special light to come on in the back. So there'd be like a purple blinking light and be like, listen, this guy's getting jacked off. He is in the jack off lane. <laughs> So everything's fine. Flashers. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, oh if, I mean, again, we're not shaming. Still feels like it should also provide some paper towels or something. I mean, you can't just, right. like, what, what happens well, when hold you get on to here, hold on here. What is this? What Keep is the stroker? It's a big, so it's a double-sided toy for penis play. Now, why does it have to be double-sided? So just to give you an idea, it kind of looks like a figure. It kind of looks like an hourglass, but the bottom half of the hourglass is thicker than the top. But why would it be double-sided? Is one... Are they different, like, circumferences? And Aaron, don't make a cum joke there. <laughs> what is happening? I mean, I, th I think I think Brian probably knows about this, mm. and he's probably explaining it to his kids right now, so maybe if he'd call in all right, Matt, help us Matt, out. Matt, keep going. I think we were all the way up to stroker lotion. Yep. And then, by the way, uh, by next the way, to that, we the, changed color. Do you see the brand name on the stroker lotion? No. So low. <laughs> Now that's, come on, you're I making a jack-off yeah. gel that's called Solo. Like, that's, it could, they're waterproof. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. You're done, you're done doing it and you get in the shower and you're like, I can't get this off. I can't get this off. I need milk or something. How do I get this off? All right. So next, so next to this, we've got. Hey, why does it paper. smell like Solo jack-off gel in here? What? <laughs> get it off of the shower. I'm covered. You come in and you just look, your hands are so jelly. You're like. It doesn't come off in water. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I tried brushing it. It doesn't. It just, it just stays. 
This is why we let Rob do his cake episode. This is what this is what we were waiting for. Rob. You got to so you got to soak it in uh, like tomato juice, right? Oh, yes. That's the thing you got to get. Yes, Matt. Yes, Yeah, it really is. I don't get it. That helps take it off. Why would you want that waterproof? My goodness. All right. So next to this, we've got Buzzy Butt. I think I, I can't quite read it. Is it a vibrating toy for your backside play? Yes. Is that what it says? Vibrating toy for backside play. And that's kind of my kink that I want to talk about right now. Well, not my kink. Okay. Well, let me, let me just get through the, let me get, so we got the tush cush and I yeah. can't read the fine a cushiony print lubricant for backside play. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're using the stroker lotion on the Buzzy Butt, oh boy, <laughs> are you doing it wrong? <laughs> The worst part about these toys, though, is the boxes they come in. These boxes are like just plain orange and pink boxes. There's nothing but, fancy about no, these appliances. It looks like they you're have buying a medicine. guarantee on the box. They have a guarantee on the box. <laughs> they do. We got to have the guarantee on the what box. A guarantee, but right on the box. <laughs> yeah. There's a guarantee, Matt. What are you talking about? It's a Tommy Boy reference. Oh, okay. Guys. Sorry. Keep up. Keep up. Sorry. Listen, yeah. Matt. Tell me the price. If I want to shove. And I want to be, how do I say this? I want to shove this buzzy butt up my ass for pleasure. What? How much would that cost me? Uh, $33.79 plus $7.35 if you need the tush cush with it. Do you think that's too cheap or too expensive? Because if I'm going to take the time to shove that in me, that's true. I might not want to just be buying the discount <laughs> one at the drugstore. I kind of would be like, hey, a hundred bucks. I don't know. That actually sounds good to me. Like that's well, the, good. The nec- next to it, the, the toy cleaner is on sale for two thirty-two. So <laughs> the real question is too: if you look next to some of them, there are empty aisle, there are empty slots. Yeah. So some of these things have been purchased no. out. They're they're gone. The people at Walgreens have bought them out. They, they, they are smart because everybody likes it when it's better to jack off. Like nobody's ever been like, well, I hope I go home and have a not good jack off session tonight. What are you Aaron, talking you about? You seem awful quiet. You haven't bought something from the personal intimacy aisle, have you? Just, there's no, there's no good place to jump in. You guys are just very you're on fire right now. Do you see how oily Aaron's hands are? And he's got pictures of feet. Aaron, Top of his head is glistening. I've got I'm some- still just imagining if the whole world is just walking around covered no. in spooge, like nobody's cleaning up. Like oh, we're just all jacking oh. off on the way to our next meeting. Just like you show up, just like fully. Not the, sanitary. I want to be clear. The toy cleaner mat is nine twenty nine. The two thirty two is unit price. So, oh. so, and don't give me, I'm not going to make a unit price joke. Although, you know who would laugh at a unit price joke? <laughs> All right. So, Rob, if you were going to buy something from the personal intimacy aisle at Walgreens, would you buy it? Would you rather buy it from the, the front desk concierge, as Aaron has called them? Or would you rather buy it from the pharmacist no. in the back? You know what? At my age now, I'm giving it to somebody. You know what I mean? It's like buying condoms. It's a mark of like, hey, I'm a man. I'm comfortable with who I am. This is going to help me jack off better. Okay, so let's, <laughs> now I'm going to buy it. And guess what? You're going to look at it. You're going to ring it up and I'm going to pay you. And you know, you know, there's a hundred percent chance that tonight I am using it. Because this is not, yes. you do not go and buy the stroker. Yeah. Okay. It's not like Matt, you don't buy it in, J- in January and let it sit for 11 months. <laughs> you know that the stroker is getting opened tonight. The stroker lotion solo is getting opened tonight. The toy cleaner is not getting opened tonight. That can wait until later. Tomorrow, <laughs> maybe a couple, a couple days. Uses, right? Yeah. It feels, like, okay. it feels like you should clean it the first time out of the box. There's very, th- there's very few things where the guy you're s- is selling it to you and he knows that it's going to help you orgasm that night. Like there's just... You know, because what are the other ones? Well, I mean, he's like, well, I mean, he does Cookies. have a runny nose. 
You know what I mean? He, <laughs> what? Maybe this guy just needs socks, like whatever. Like they, it's kind of nebulous. You don't know quite what's happening, but this one, it's like, this guy's definitely going to jerk it. I mean, I, usually, you know, we go by the blow-ups after Christmas because oh, they're like half off. Do you go. think there's ever a season when these are like on sale and you can get like two for one? Could be after Valentine's Day. I was going to say. Right? Uh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Valentine's Day has got to. Well, what's the, what do you think is the biggest day to get dumped? Right? Because that's probably when you have a run on those things. Oh, it's before the holidays. You don't want to spend money on someone. There you go. That's probably. And you know or you what? don't want to. You don't want to introduce them to, their, to your family, right? Or like, you, hey, I'm or you chose not to introduce them. You chose not to introduce them, and they held that against you, and that ended things. And, and, oh, and, not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Are we going to the dating corner? Oh, wow. Man. Oh, wow. some news here. Uh, listen, I will say this. Um, seeing this, this thing called the stroker, I'm going to ask you guys this. And could you do me a huge favor? Can we please do Steve Miller Band as the next album? Because I've got a great idea for a song. On a tee. Yep. On a tee. Some people call me the space cowboy and some people are putting. Okay. So here's the deal. My Walgreens Let's... at midnight. I'm buying the stroker, right? Right. <laughs> I'm a midnight stroker. Buyer. Here's the deal. Listen, th- we are talking about the downward spiral by nine inch nails. This is their second album. Although they had some EP stuff where there was some stuff coming out earlier. I couldn't figure it out and I didn't want to take the time to figure it out. But this is guys, this is right in our wheelhouse. This is 1994. I think for all of us, that's a huge year for us. Best year for uh, music to be released ever. And it's such a huge year, influential. Like, I remember Nine Inch Nails. I never chose to listen to them, but I saw their videos a hundred times. I heard their songs all the time. I was blown away when the highest song on this album got up to like 30th on the Billboard charts. I was like, I thought it would be way, way higher than that. But basically, this album, it kind of reminds me of Kate Bush's album, which I I think a lot of people wouldn't say that, but... It's a concept album about somebody falling into madness where at the end there's kind of a suicidal breaking point. I think it's a lot like that Kate Bush album where she was talking about the people drowning in the, in the lake and it was like using noisecapes and, and samples and stuff like that. I think, I think I'm actually very smart for saying that. Aaron, am I smart for saying that? You were smart for saying that. Oh, yes, I nailed it. Thank you. Uh, if, if, if our listeners are bored, just Google albums released in 1994. It is unbelievable. Weezer by Weezer, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, Ready to Die, Vitology by Pearl Jam. Vitology, right. There we go. Uh, so basically what you're going to learn on this album is that Trent Reznor is a giant weirdo. Okay. To the point where he unplugged. He moved. I'm a giant weirdo. The neighbor of Dookie by Weezer. Live Through This by Hole. So good. Super Unknown Soundgarden. Oh, that's a good one. Here. He moved into the Sharon Tate house and turned it into the studio. And then because they had written die pigs on the wall, he called the studio Le Pig. I mean, this is the kind of guy that we're dealing with. This guy is, I don't, I like. I, he's out there the, seeking, he's seeking out different experiences. He, he's like the, the normal life just isn't for him. Like he needs to, something different, right? Yes. Or he's just like pretending, but then you listen to this album and I'm like, I don't think he's pretending. I think he's really like this. This seems pretty real. Did you read that, that her sister was a Sherry yeah. Tate's sister or something like ran in? Did you maybe tell us yeah, that? So she, I thought she that was ran bizarre. into him and you know, he had made, I think people knew that he lived there at this place and had recorded these albums there. And she said, well, you're, um, you're like taking advantage of my sister's death. 
And he said that he went home and he thought about it. And he was like, well, what if this was my sister? And he just cried all night and he realized like it, it kind of was this humanizing point. And that's a touching story or it's a story that he totally made up because that also sounds like a story that you would just make up having that conversation to make yourself not seem like a weirdo, right? Huh? Question mark? Russell, is that uh, libel or slander? Yeah, I just I just think it's bizarre. <laughs> There's something disingenuous about it to me where it's like, I'm going to record an album at this place because clearly he thinks it's cool. Right. Or he thinks there's something eerie or weird about it. And then supposedly he meets the sister and now, now he feels bad. Like you yeah. didn't feel bad when you were doing, I don't know. I just think it's, but I think part of it too is this guy's probably 20 something, right? He probably, sure. he probably wants to stick out and he probably, and it's just like, you know, if you, if I made a record of all the things I did when I was 20 that are dumb, that would be longer than an hour and eight minutes, by the way. Fucking long. What if record. you did what if you did a two and a half year podcast when you were 41 about all these things? <laughs> no. <laughs> how many how many hours of podcasting? As long as I didn't have an episode where I talked about jacking off a lot. I think that would be fine. Um, so Trent Reznor basically uh, was on Lollapalooza Festival tour after his first album and wrote this. He was feeling so isolated and alone that he wrote this kind of uh, starting as a poem and then eventually pulling it into a full album. People say it's industrial rock, which I don't think we've heard yet, right? Have we heard any industrial rock yet? A little mixture of techno, well, it's kind of a soundscape. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mixture out of kind of that, uh, like the technical rock that came out of the UK in the late seventies. Yeah. It was kind of different from the punk, uh, you know. So I don't know. It, and it feels it, very. Um, it has some similarities to Jagged Little Pill to me, just mm-hmm. l- with less melody and more more noise. But like the same kind of thing. Program drums, do some rock and roll over it. I'd rather so Alanis. So Alanis Morissette stole mm. her uh, everything for Jake <laughs> Little Pill <laughs> from this. this I, okay. that's not I, isn't that, oh, isn't that okay. ironic? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Little too. I was saying that, that was kind of like the style of the time for a short period, and then <laughs> and then eventually new metal came along, and then that you know Limp Bizkit just killed it all. Ooh, I, I particularly liked when uh, Trent Reznor was talking about the Chardonnay he was drinking, the Black Fly that got into Chardonnay. I think it was like in the third song. I thought it was weird, and he said, "I got one hand in my pocket, and the other one has a stroker." Um, and so then. <laughs> He used it. It was weird when he said, did, did he go down on you in a theater? <laughs> oh, boy. He. Did he fuck Dave Coulier? Is that where we're going with this joke? <laughs> what? Hmm. Hmm. To think Cut about. it out. <laughs> Cut it out, Trent. <laughs> That's Joey from Full House. Yeah. He doesn't want to be penetrated. You know how you see that couple where like one person is really attractive and you're kind of like, how did this work out? I think if Dave Coulier married Trent Reznor in the 90s, that would be that <laughs> yes. couple, right? We're yeah, like, boy, Trent, what yeah. do they see in each how other? How did this happen, right? Yeah, it's like perfect strangers. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just what Janet Jackson said, opposites attract. <laughs> he, he's like he's like doing the Bullwinkle impersonation in the Manson house. Oh. <laughs> oh, <no>. Holy shit. <laughs> Dave Coulier. Holy shit. Trent Rester. If Rob was at 122, he just went to 222. Oh just took him straight into the straps. That was, I mean, I'm just thinking of a joke, but I cannot do a bullet confession. Oh. Hey, Rocky, the ghosts of Sharon Tate still haunt the halls to these days. <laughs> nope, I killed it. Damn it, I knew I would do that. And don't say anything about me killing it. Don't say it. Here's the deal. 
is that he also used like 1994. You can think about the kind of computers they had, right? Like I was doing like, I was Apple IIe. Yeah. And I was doing like, Oh, let's, Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Is four a prime number. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing number munchers. <laughs> this guy's taking frequencies and inverting Oregon trail to make this album. Yeah. Here lies big cock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> you could put your name on the gravestone. What? On, okay. Died of diphtheria. On Oregon Trail, you could put your name, when you died, the name stayed on the gravestone. And somehow that was the only thing that was saved in the game. And so anyone in your class that died, when you played the game, you would come upon them. So everybody would name themselves like sweaty balls. You know what I mean? So then you'd be like, come upon a gravestone and be like, oh my God, somebody died here. Honey, kids, get out of the wagon. Come here. Let's see who it is. <sighs> sweaty balls yeah thick dick i met him at the general store <laughs> he was buying two strokers and i was like two rob got, di- rob two? got dysentery they're double and went to walgreens and instead of getting antibiotics he got the magic wand <laughs> i'm looking he lies. i'm looking at my like uh yearly you know use it or lose it spending and i'm like <laughs> kids medicine with a buzzy butt cool <laughs> We can't reimburse you for the buzzy butt, sir. That's not that's not an eligible medication. (laughs) Cheap box of chocolates I can buy for my partner on Valentine's Day. Magic wand. Tough. You know what? Get both, put one in the other. Oh, great. I didn't, I didn't know your family was going to be here, you know, stuff like that. So you were just Mr. You were just Mr. Self-destruct on this episode right now. Yeah. I love editing long episodes. It's my favorite. Here's the first song. Mr. Self-destruct actually named after a Jesus Christ. After named after a soft cell song. And Every song, every lyric in the song says, I am the blank and I control you. And then they use this in a Levi's commercial? What the fuck? The capitalism is wild. This Thoughts? is the hardest to listen to opening track we've heard in a long time. I agree. I Matt, Matt always does a good job of talking about like it sets the tone. I knew immediately when I heard this, this is too hard, it's too intense, it's too loud for me. And then all of a sudden they were whispering. I was like, it's too whispery for me. Yes. I knew right off the bat, like this is like a super creative album. It's probably very influential. It's like one of a kind, but it's it's too intense for me. It's, it's, I think it's interesting though, because I think this album, and I'm going to say like, this is not an album I'm going to listen to a ton, I, but you have, if you look at this album as like, this is a rock album in 1994 that is using mm-hmm. samples. Like how many rock albums were using samples of movies or whatever, right? No, that was the, the, that was, the rock, the rock albums at that time were the a complete opposite yeah. of that. So, yeah. and then, yeah. and then also I think the other way to think about this, and I think we see this in Trent Reznor's current work. This is a classical album. This is a classical music piece, right? And instead of violins or cellos, um, and instead of that, he's using computers and apparently metal saws, like grinding on metal. And like, he's, he's using these uncomfortable noises in the same way you'd use a, a flute or a triangle, right? Yeah, it sort, of, it sort of requires the same attention as a listener which i didn't really have it's the same thing if you mm-hmm. if you put on classical music in the house orchestral music opera music you can't ignore it because sometimes it gets so quiet you can't hear it anymore and you have to sit yeah. quietly and listen and then it pounds you with noise and he does that a lot in this album so that's a that's an apt comparison rob yeah pretty dynamic right yeah yeah like the music of my favorite composer 
Pablo Picasso. All right. At the end of that album, we have Adrian Ballou playing what they call texture generating guitar in the liner notes. Talking heads. And he was also, yeah, in King Crimson as well. Oh, right. So this is how the album, this is how the song ends. Russell's just shaking his head. Russell's mad. All right. This is next up. We have a song called Piggy. Now the guitarist claims that Trent Reznor thought he was working on his own music too much and the guitarist's nickname was Pig and this song was about him. And he, after this album, he left the band rather shortly, which would make sense if a the head guy writes a song about you called Pig. Can you imagine, I just want to ask you, imagine working with somebody creatively, right? And you feel like you're getting along, you feel like you're making things, and they make a song that's mean to you? That would be the worst, right? That would it's be really, really bad. From, I know. How do you show up the next week and record your stuff? It's hard. You really, ha- you really have to be a big person. You, you know, do. very like, uh, you know, you've got you're emotionally mature and able to kind of realize the, the forest for the trees here. Evolved. You know, I, I, yeah. You, you, the bigger person. I, I can't say, remember what we were person. talking about. I'm so sorry. I kind of zoned out there. Did for you a guys bit. listen to this album <laughs> on speakers or on in headphones? Uh headphones because I'm at fucking work. And if somebody heard me listening to this on a speaker at a school, I would be fired immediately speakers. But I, I wish I had done headphones. What did you do? Russell? I did headphones and listening to like piggy is an example of people are listening to it, throwing your headphones. It is just jarring because the noise is coming from all over. It's from right to left and it's really quiet. And then it's just, it's shocking at times. It's it's a really good, cool experience and, and li- with headphones. And listen on. to this. There's one live drum on this whole album, and it's Trent testing the drum microphones. But he liked the sound so much he wanted to put in the album, so he just stuck it over this song. He just looped it. Now, if that's a true story, I don't know. It sounds like another fake story, but but it's it's uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. Uh, next up, the song that was stuck in my head all yesterday, unfortunately, Heresy. <laughs> I was singing this out loud in the school. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's really working through some stuff, right? He's, he's got a lot of feelings he needs to get out. So again, this album is about somebody's descent into madness and they feel like they're being taken over by a robot, which a lot of people have talked about. Maybe it's depression, maybe it's drug abuse. Maybe it's just a story and he's kind of adding all those things. But I just want to wish everybody out there, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays <laughs> from your friends at Beck Did It Better. Hope you're sitting around the tree right now opening <laughs> presents. I mean, it sounds like if Prince went alt-rock, right? If, if Prince had a bad day and went alt-rock, I, that's kind of what I heard. Yeah. It's, it's that, different. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it sounds like he listened to the back half of 1999 and took the wrong message. Yeah. but you can see why i was singing that god is dead and no one cares i mean it's badass right like i could see where if i was if i was a certain kind of person and i was 16 17 listening to this album you'd be like fuck yeah this is speaking to me right and then if you were that parent outside you'd be like oh no this is very very bad we need to talk we have the lead single off this album this is can you imagine listening to this album being like okay let's put a single which are we going to play on the radio hmm is it going to be the one that says God is dead and no one cares or the one that we said, uh, I want to fuck you like an animal? Yeah, we should probably pick the fuck you like an animal. But that was the second single. This is March of the Pigs. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. The fastest Nine Inch Nails songs at 269 beats per minute. 269? 269. That's why it's double-sided, Russell. 
They has three bars of seven eighths time <laughs> and a and a bar of eight eighths. So it's this weird like 14, uh, 14, 22, 24 signature. It's very strange. I mean, it does seem to like this does seem to. I get mad when stuff gets compared to jazz, but he seems to have listened to some jazz or maybe Frank Zappa. I mean, it does seem to share a lineage with some jazz music, more jazz fusion, you know, experimental stuff. But I think he must have listened to music like that. There's no doubt that Trent Reznor is a musical genius, right? He's a Tony away from Egotting, right? He got a Grammy right. not only for his work with Nine Inch Nails, he got a Grammy there. He also got a Grammy for the soundtrack to Girl to the Dragon Tattoo. And then he got an Emmy for his work on The Watchmen. He is a musical composer now. It's what he does. Like he obviously has musical chops. That's why I don't think this is just like a random album. You have to treat it like it's his whole vision. He knows what he's doing. I think there's a lot of thought behind it. It's hard to listen to, but there's thought behind it. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'm kind of curious. So you, you've talked like you're a Smashing Pumpkins guy. You're Pearl Jam. You like alternative music. Like this is mid nineties. Is this too hard for you, or like what's your no, history like, with this? Like one? I remember, I mean, because you think about Pearl Jam, right? If you put sure. Better Man on, and then this song comes on, you know, like it's a great juxtaposition. Is that the right word? I don't Love know what's it. the word for you know. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's awesome. So like it's great. It was a great like album mm-hmm. uh, to listen to. I think at the time, and in I just I can't listen to it now. You know, to be yeah. honest with you, like it's different now, but the, the, the going from Pearl Jam and like the uh, Smashing Pumpkins and being all feely and tonight, tonight, you know, to this. And it, and it, and it leads into like where corn is, you know, and like System of a Down and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I, and so I think like this was absolutely influential to what happened in the late 90s where we graduated high school. And so I, I thought it was great. And it was a great, uh, on MTV, it would be, this this came on, and then you know that you go to Atlantis more sets something like that. So I don't know. I I loved it at the time. Yeah. You know what I was I was thinking about like what other music is this like? And you know where I I, I learned a lot was if you like if you have Spotify and you let it play through the album, they'll start playing other songs that are like it. So this is not a list, but I just wanted to tell you guys some of the songs that played after this. Oh, this, this is gonna be this, this is gonna be fun. This, I like this. this is not a list. <laughs> a list. The first one was <laughs> Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl. Rob Zombie. This is kind of in that same oh, vein, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Soundgarden, Blow Up Outside Again, Blow Up Outside the World. Soundgarden, Matt, Alice in Chains. Matt, oh. Matt, Matt perked up at that song. What was that song title? Man, I finally picked up, perked up at that one. Blow Up. <laughs> Ah, think about Blow it, man. You should be playing that when you're doing your yard work out there. Blowing up that 20-foot uh, tree. I think People Against the Sun isn't that Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I think so. Alice in Chains, Rain When I Die, and then Primus, John the Fisher. Primus. Those were the songs that came up after. That's it. Primus. I can now, we get to the song that scared the shit out of me on MTV. Yep. Now, he saw the video and he said, this is the one song I've ever done where I saw the video and I said, this sounds better. And it's when I see the video and it's my video. This was the second single, Closer. Got all the way up to 41st on the billboard. And he claims... That this song is about self-hatred and not about, as Aaron would say, having sex. Like, yeah, why bother? I mean, 
wrote a song that says, I want to penetrate you. Like, just let it speak for itself. Don't try to lie to anybody. And not to, and not only that, he's mad when people misinterpret it. In fact, this was ranked. Now, this seems too high to me. Molly, uh, this seems too high to me. AOL had 69 of the sexiest songs of all time. Now, can somebody put that in their tickler file for Valentine's Day? Okay, and don't AOL. Tickler file. I thought you said I wasn't allowed to show my tickler file on the. It was podcast. actually one of those things that was empty, Russell. It was one of the empty things on oh. the CVS was the tickler file. Um, but well, I emptied that out. Early. AOL made a sixty-nine sexiest songs of all time, and this AOL and this one. <laughs> hey, this is where I get AOL my news. Do you, guys, do you guys know anybody? That, oh, we've done this one thousand percent. You guys know anybody who's got an AOL email address? My father. Still? My father's listeners to this podcast that still have an AOL email address. My last one was pile of shit three at AOL. I was also playing AOL Euchre in addition to Yahoo Euchre. I forgot that that wasn't AOL. Uh, I was I was actually prodigy. I was prodigy at AOL.com. It was very confusing. I got I didn't understand the yes. internet at the time. <laughs> I am the fire starter. We psychosmatic insane. Where was this on the list, Rob? Number two of the 69 Why? sexiest songs. This is Get the hell out of here. Dumb. Come on. What was number three? Well, wait yeah. a minute now. I mean, there's nothing sexy about no. this song, right? No. No, wait a minute. I hear something. Well, maybe. We get some jingle bells in there. I might work for me. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of stuff in there that I actually get where they're coming from now. <laughs> a lot of bits in there. Um, and Motley and T- Motley Crew, Tommy Lee. Now Motley Crew's drummer, Tommy Lee, okay, who's famous mostly for his drumming and not anything else in my head, said, Come on, dude, I want to fuck you like an animal. That's an all-time fuck song. Those are pure fuck beats. Trent Reznor knew what he was doing. You can fuck to it, you can dance to it, and you can break shit to it. And he then he said, and you can also honk a boat horn with your huge cock to it, okay? <laughs> Which I've actually seen him do on a video, okay? Have you ever seen that part of that video? I know I've talked about this before. I know, just like AOL, just like the Yahoo, a, the AOL email, I have talked about this boat video. Tommy Lee is on a yacht with Pamela Anderson, and they're both <laughs> I'm naked. I'm going to talk about it anyway. And yeah. he is at the wheel the of case. a yacht. So I just want you to picture, what do you think the size of a wheel of a yacht is, right? Just picture that, maybe make that make that length with your hand right now. You're driving it. What's the diameter of that wheel, right? His cock stretched across that wheel. It went all oh. the way. He honked the horn with it in the video. Look it up. We're, and by the way, we're going to rate, he had the diameter, not the radius. We're going to watch it after this record. Don't you guys fool yourself, okay? This is good. We're going to watch this immediately. It was so big and he could honk. The idea of me honking a horn with my penis is so ridiculous. It's one of the it's one of the wildest ideas to me. I can't even visualize what that horn would look like. I can't remember what episode it was where Russell rated it highly and noted that it was also a very clean episode. <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was very recent. This one we could get there. We could get there. Let's turn it around. That's a good point. Let's turn it around. Um, what do you think? Is that a fuck song? Would you guys? I mean, it, would you, no. is that one you can fuck to or? No, I don't think so. Not, I that not, no way, right? Like, I mean, no, no wonder, no wonder AOL is no longer the <laughs> chosen email that provider, it. right? That was it. Time Warner yes, looked that at that downfall. list and was like, I mean, I mean, when they where when did they, they jump the shark? Yep. Like we when, think we figured it out, right? Here. Like Rob, you're sitting at home in the basement and you're getting excited. The sexiest song list, and you open it up, and that's number two. Like you've got to get a new email after that, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, number two. 
Yeah, what is number three? What's like number three and four? I think think what's also what's really funny is the idea of like imagine if Gmail did that, where it's like Gmail sixty nine sexiest songs. (laughs) (laughs) So funny to me. (laughs) All right, so um, the so here's okay. So I have I only have the top five because I am looking at a message board at laughing (laughs) old laughingplace dot com. What is the internet? What is going on with my life? Anyway, what are the top five? Top five. Number five, Justify My Love by Madonna. That is a sexy song. I do think. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized realized how much work I'm making for myself as well. Uh, Do Me Baby. Do Me Baby by Prince. I don't even know that song. Oh, yeah. I can hear that in the background. That's really good. Prince got to have something on the list, right? I mean, Rob, didn't you do the sexiest song list and they were all Prince songs? Yeah. When Dove's Cry is the sexiest song of all time. It's so hot. Uh, I mean, darling if Prince would have seen the Buzzy Butt, I'm sure that would have been at least an album, right? He could have done an album on the Buzzy Butt. It wasn't a purple box. You see. <laughs> What's number two? I'm not going to make a purple box joke. Uh, number three is Love to Love You Baby by Donna Summer. I think that's the one that famously there's audio of her actually having sex. Yeah, and I think actually we've done a list on that as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I think she's actually like having sex in the I mean, studio on that one. I mean, you guys, uh, you you tell me like when when you're getting in the mood, don't you love to have like audio of other people having sex? Isn't that part of your part of your turn on or not? Well, that's why I got two TVs in the bedroom. <laughs> Do you really have two, two? TVs? <laughs> no. Is that true? Oh, okay, I was gonna say that's baller. <laughs> Uh, one on the north wall, one on the south wall. You just never know. <laughs> I mean, I I would say, let's see. Yes. Yes. What's what's number? Some one? people have two TVs and some people have STDs. Number one, is, number two is closer by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, no. Okay. And number one, number one is Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. So this is a wild okay. playlist. Okay. If you play that in order, it's the, the best. Best part of this message board is at the end of the list of five. What did it say? Oh, what, what was the person's comment? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did the next one say? And then the next one says, oh, "I like no, Prince's no, soft back, and no. wet." Oh, I, I I used to really like closer by Nine Inch Nail, but now it just kind of bugs me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. Uh, some people would say it's a holiday song. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Runer. Now, Runer is a term he uses for anyone in political power. And this is, now this is kind of that back half of the album, like, like Kate Bush, what I was talking about, where you see this descent into madness. This is where, I don't know, Russell, if you're going to ask me about his voice or not, but this is where, like, this is, there's like a good dance song in here somewhere. Yeah. But then I, I, like, I, his I mean, I think he ruins it on purpose. I think he takes something and looks like it sounds pretty and he wants to wreck it like the Tyler Durden thing. But yeah, like I think there's a good dance song in there and then he just like screams on it. Well, according to Wikipedia, he started out in synth pop bands in the okay. early 80s. Get it. I get the, it. The one thing I read is that um, I don't know if we talked about like all the people in the band, but my understanding is Reznor played all the instruments on a lot of these songs, right? On the, For the recording. I never actually knew there were other people in Nine Inch Nails. I thought it was just him. So I read that Reznor, like if you go on Genius, a lot of these songs, it just says all instruments, Trent Reznor. Wow, I didn't realize that. And so that. It, made me start, it made me start thinking about the greatest songs ever where one person played all the instruments. Oh, okay. So I thought we could oh, do a list. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Oh, great. Oh, 
but no. got any Smashing Why? Pumpkins on this list? Russell, or another? But actually, Matt, we can discuss that. Okay. <laughs> Russell, can I, can I be honest with you? And this might explain why the podcast is going the way it's going tonight. I yeah. thought for sure this is yes. a list about having sex, about songs about having sex. So as we go through the list... Just keep in mind that it's kind of a double entendre because I also thought it was about having sex. So. Double, uh, well, some uh, of it might be, but double, some of them, like uh, the third double. song of this list, I don't see, or the fourth song, I don't see how you could have I got to admit that third that. song, I was like, wow, Russell's really going to bring this home with this it's part. He's dirty. got a real sweet tidbit to tell me why the third song on this list is about sex. So a couple things we needed to mention. One, we've covered this with Stevie Wonder a number of times, right? He, he did um, Higher Ground, Village Ghetto Land, Living for the City. Yep. Stevie Wonder played all the instruments on all that. We've done Stevie Wonder before, so we're not putting Stevie Wonder on the list. He's he's in a category of his own, right? So we're not going to revisit Stevie Wonder. Got it. But when we talked about Stevie Wonder once on Intervisions, Matt actually brought up that Beck had played all the instruments on one of his songs. And I actually listened back to it, and it was kind of insulting. Matt and Aaron both said, no, Stevie did it better. We tried to do Matt did his oh, back no. did a better yeah. impression. And, and you guys both said, no, Stevie did it better. So I want to give a shout out Sorry to Matt. To Go back and listen to Intervisions because Beck did play a lot of instruments too. By the way, one of our um, better episodes is on our list of top up, top episodes. We also talked, uh, I believe D'Angelo played all the instruments in left and right on Voodoo, Aaron. Aaron, I know Voodoo is one of your favorites, it but is. we've talked D'Angelo before. Yep. Um, and then we've also talked a lot of Beatles before, but Paul McCartney, I understand essentially when he went, when he did McCartney one and two, he did all the instruments on those albums is my understanding. Yeah, is that right? He, I think yep. when he went solo, yep. he went full solo. Yeah. So, so none of those groups made the list. Stroker. I know we've talked a lot of Prince before, but we're doing more Prince anyways, because Prince has got to be on this list, right? Yeah. So any, yeah any this is a song we've talked be- about before. I think Rob brought it up on the sexiest songs ever. From 1978, this is Soft and Wet. Oh, from his first album. Oh. Is he playing the finger symbols here, Russell? Do I hear some finger symbols back there? Well, I think, remember, Matt listed all those off the one time. Yeah. Ooh. 27. And I believe this was his debut album, I think, and he played 27 different instruments on it. And yes. he played all the instruments on it, is my understanding. Including hand clapping, I think. Right? Yeah, that's right. Hey, there's there's also something on here called wood blocks and brush strap. What's a brush strap? Oh, I don't know what a brush strap is. That was one of the that was one of the things that was sold out at the CVS. I'm pretty sure. I actually saw that Trent Reznor was a big fan of Prince. He gave a shout out to Prince in Pretty Hate Machines liner notes, and he actually used a sample of Alphabet Street by Prince for the song Ring Finger on that album. Oh wow. I can hear it. So I thought that was pretty cool. He actually was a big fan of Prince and sampled his stuff. I don't know any fucking Prince songs. You guys are keep talking about Prince songs. I've never heard any of these. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Next song on the list is it's the holiday season. We've talked about this uh, song once and before a long time ago. It's from 1983, Lindsey Buckingham, Holiday Road. Oh. Oh. This one. Classic. We got... Playing the, the guitar, bass, keyboards, percussion, drum machine, and the vocals. If you really think about it, this is also a song about sex, right? <laughs> I, maybe. I mean, I guess any song can be about sex if you think about it long But listen, I mean, just the back and forth, Holiday Road, kind of could be. It's Christmas vac- This is Christmas Vacation. It has to be one of the best holiday movies ever, right? Oh, absolutely. What's your guys' go-to holiday movie now that we're in the season? Die Hard. <laughs> uh, Mike, well, we, we've, we've done Home Alone now. We did Home Alone and Home Alone 2 on Back one. to Back Nights recently. 
My recent go-to, though, is A Very Murray Christmas on Netflix. I'm sure I've discussed this before. That one I got to go back to. So with that, last night was our Very Murray Christmas. Uh, Matt, you got a favorite holiday movie? Uh, well, uh, other than the ones you've already named, but Elf. You know, we watch Elf pretty mm-hmm. religiously. Hey, Willie. Sure. Yep, yep, got to do that one. <laughs> I, I was reading that... Uh, Lindsay Buckingham and Trent Reznor actually worked together in the studio for a while. They put three songs together and then they actually played together. I believe at the Grammys, there was a super group, a super group Mm. with uh, the Josh is a Josh home from Queens of the stone age. Yeah. Lindsay Buckingham Reznor and Dave Grohl played at the Grammys and they actually got cut off by the producer at the end of the show because they were playing too long and Trent Reznor got pissed and he said, Music's biggest night to be disrespected. A heartfelt fuck you guys. <laughs> if only someone had told him how much time he had to play. Like, I'm sure there was no no plan. Like, you could just get up there and play some songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Trent, we're doing a TV show. A, a very uh, Everybody knows that we don't care about how long this runs. Or we're not super concerned about time. So, dude, just go out there and noodle. We know you love to noodle, Trent. Get out there. Matt, you'll also be interested to know this was actually the Blackhawks victory song when they won the Stanley Cup in 2013. So we've talked about soccer goal songs and winning songs. This was their wait, winning wait song for the Stanley the, Cup. Who? Holiday who Road? It? Holiday Blackhawks. The Black what? That's not their name anymore? Oh, the Black Hawks. I thought I just, I was just kidding. <laughs> The Black Hawks. Oh, no. okay. like the, we're doing, like oh, the we're doing that. Okay. Huh? This is like watching goddamn Degas. <laughs> Rest in peace. To the- I mean, this guy's an D-grass. artist. Before we, before we move to the next one, I wanted to I wanted to bring something up. Matt mentioned Smashing Pumpkins. My understanding, Matt, is that Billy Corgan was not playing the drums on no, those albums. Jimmy, that Jimmy other Chamberlain's were. too good. Yeah. Next song on the list is from 1983. This is a song um, we probably would expect to hear from Aaron about not wanting to work. This is Todd Rudgren bang the drum all day. Oh yeah. You could see, you could see my point of view here too, Russell. Right? I, I mean, this could, <laughs> this be, could be about song, sex, I suppose, right? I mean, this could be like, I don't want to work. <laughs> I just want to bang the drum all day. That kind of sounds like you need some solo lotion. I, I mean, I mean how that. long can you really bang the drum for all day or not? Well, see, that's a that's the thing is I collect rebates. That's where that joke <laughs> should have been. That's where that joke belongs, right there. It that feels the like it'd be a place. great song to play at a sporting event. I can't, but. It, I can't really think of which You know, one. it's 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 interesting, Aaron, because it, the Bengals have used it for their their song. Okay. I, I believe the Colts have used it for their touchdown song. Excellent. And actually, the Rams used it as their Super Bowl I song do remember in the that. 1999 season. So I remember that. As far as I know, there are only three teams in the league that have ever used Bang the Drum as their scoring song. Those three teams. Man, Guys, that greatest wait. show on turf, that was so fun. Every time I was just scoring, Yeah, they were that. probably the best team to ever use that song, right? Absolutely. So on that song, Todd Rudgard was playing the cymbals, the snare drum, the drum machine, the bass, and whatever the Roland Jupiter is. Oh, Roland Jupiter. Wow. Roland Jupiter. That. Wasn't that the name of somebody's girlfriend that we just talked to? Yeah, that was Van Morrison's girlfriend, I think, was Roland Jupiter, right? Or no, that was Janet Planet. I'm... <laughs> Another thing is Trent Reznor, clearly influenced by Todd Rundgren. He said he's a hero of mine. His records, his songwriting, his production, and his musicianship all played a huge role in shaping me into who I am. And I still listen to him today. He's a wizard. Wow. I I don't know a single other Todd Rundgren song except for banging the drum all day. Maybe I should get up on Todd I think he's on the list, isn't he, Matt? Gandalf. uh, Voldemort. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and Todd Rundgren, <laughs> Mr. Wizards, <laughs> and yeah. Bradley Beal. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and me pretty soon because I drank too much water. So here's the deal. It's the Jupiter Roland. It's the Roland Jupiter. I thought you were saying rolling Jupiter. The Roland. like a, the It's Roland. a synthesizer. It's a keyboard. Oh, well, he played it. Yeah, well, he didn't just want to bang on the drums. So Tyler Rungan, a tisk tisk from this podcast for lying to us. So the next song on the list is from 1985. This is the one where Rob confused me by thinking this was a sex list. But there is a titular track, and it's from the album Center Field. It's John Fogarty's oh. Center Field. I well, okay, so okay, put me in coach, and you're telling me this isn't a song about sex. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. Come on, Rob, you you're, you got vacation brain. You got uh. vacation brain. I've seen this record at at least three different record stores recently. And I can't, and I can't figure out like when you when you start to see the same record at, in multiple used record bins, you know like maybe it's just the one song that's good. But every time I see it, I think God, that'd be nice to have in my collection. But I haven't. I've never listened to the whole record, so I haven't done it. So you're telling me that guy fucking did the claps on that song? Those are the best I claps he, in music. I think he did. I think there's a machine, but I don't know all the instruments on this song. But on this album, he played guitar, <laughs> drums, sax, bass, keyboards. And the drum machine. Listen to the listen to these claps. Wow. Oh, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Go get it here. That's a machine, you're right. Unless John Fogarty has a perfect hands. Uh, Todd Rundgren is number 396. It's right. on the list. Right. We, we, will, we will get to a Todd Rundgren list. Are those the only Interesting claps thing, in you guys song? remember the lyrics a rounding third heading for home. A line taken from Brown-Eyed Handsome Man by Chuck Berry. <laughs> and now when we know what we know about Ch- Chuck Berry, Brown-Eyed Handsome Man has a whole different meaning. <laughs> what type of year end? Or oh, what? oh no, no. that's the rear end review. <laughs> the rear end. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Matt, you'll appreciate this. You were a baseball player. There's only been one song that's ever been honored slash inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it's center field, the 2010 Hall of Fame. Part of the induction ceremony was celebrating this song. It's the only song to ever make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it gets played It gets played nonstop at the Hall of Fame, too. Public domain. Really? Yeah. Nonstop? But it was interesting. Take me out to the ball game, seventh inning stretch. That's not in the... Hall of Fame. Oh, one other thing you guys would get a kick out of. I was oh. reading, I was reading another one of those message boards. They were talking about bands where really one artist was doing all the music for the band. And they were saying that when Fogarty was with Credence, they should have called him Fogarty and the Credences. And then they listed some other ones. So see what you guys think of these. Okay. Chicago, Chicago. Rivers, Cuomo, and the Weezers. Oh, Love, I like that. That's kind of catchy. That's catchy. Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Matt would disagree. Trent Reznor and his Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, that's like that. <laughs> and then the last one, Adam Levine and the Maroons. No, hell, oh. PJ Morton would have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know other guys in Maroon 5? What the yeah. fuck? PJ Morton, he was a keyboardist. <laughs> what, what, what sort of inappropriate text is he saying? Oh, my God. I mean, I, he's in church. He's this is so guy. late in the show to do this. <laughs> but you just pulled Maroon 5's keyboardist. Yes. He's really good. Put your ass on the glass and watch it shake or whatever. No, I want to buy that ass steak dinner. <laughs> the last one is dinner. from 1986. 
This was an all-timer for us in college oh God, at karaoke. Yeah. It's oh Clarence Carter stroking. Stroking. Clarence, Car Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Oh, shit. Rooster. Played all the instruments. You get where I was coming Rooster. from. Right? Like, Rooster. Oh, Rooster. Oh, Rooster. <laughs> so let me just catch people up. That I know, was a fun four months. I know that right now you're looking at the podcast time and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is a long episode. <laughs> but I just want to explain what this Rooster bit is. There was a karaoke bar in the town next to our town, and it was run by a guy named Rooster. Oh, but hold on. It, it gets better than that. It gets better than Rooster that. Rooster had the... It's been, sorry. Hold on. It, it's been there forever. Yes. And so this guy had it. He passed it down to his wife. Rooster was married to the to this guy's wife. They got divorced. He got the bar Yes. in the divorce. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then now, now continue, Rob. So it's not like he just bought a bar. Like there's, there, and I, and, there's I, and I heard that in the divorce, she got his teeth because this guy had two teeth. <laughs> he had two fucking teeth, and he ran a bar. So he'd be up there, and not only did he do a bar, he did karaoke every Wednesday, Wednesday right? Yeah, and so he that. would he would basically your prices once a night. He would do what pretty much is my dream when you own a karaoke bar. Yes. And actually, if you think about it now, it's kind of creepy, right? Like this is an older guy. Oh, this is a yeah. not even kind of college bar yeah. full of co-eds. And he then gets up to the front and he will start singing, fucking stroking. So here's this guy. He has four teeth in his skull and he is singing stroking in front of a group of college age students who are howling. Because we are laughing at this guy singing, stroking, acting like he's so Not cool. He's fucking blasted up on stage. We think it's the funniest fucking thing. It's like going to a freak show. What is the what is the last part where it's like, you know, the where the, the rooster part? But is it is it to say Clarence? Yeah. Oh Clarence. shit! Yeah, he goes stroke it, Clarence. Don't stroke so fast. If your stuff ain't yeah. tight enough, you can stick it up my woo. Oh, I know that. I haven't listened to that fucking song in 25 years. I haven't heard that. 20 years, I bet I haven't heard that song. And I know every fucking word. It, so they, they changed it. It was the L&M. Yeah. And then they changed it to Roosters. Man, you, Six months later, it's back guy. to the L&M. <laughs> Six months later, it's back to the L&M. It was just, everybody was shocked. Yeah. They were so shocked. He was like passing out like Red Bull vodkas, like they were candy. Oh, yeah. Right? And, they had, and I still remember, if you got there from 9 to 10 o'clock, <laughs> the pitchers were like $3. From 10 to 11, they were 4 and after eleven, they were five dollars for yeah. a pitcher of fucking beer. And that was also the place you where get a pitcher and a burger basket for five dollars total. Like you yeah. get a pitcher and a burger basket for five dollars. That was also the place where I famously won the karaoke contest. There, you beat Rooster. I, well, no, he wasn't in the contest because that was. He, there's no way you he could would beat have whooped him. your ass. Yeah. I was singing. I sang. Let's get it on. Okay, the number. Some people are saying it's the number one sexiest song of all time. I won yes. the contest. According to AOL. And what did I win? <laughs> what did I win in the contest? What'd you a win? free burger. Now, <laughs> it was not a free burger. It was a gift certificate for a free burger. So at some point. Did you have to use it in a different I light I had to too? go back. To come back. In the light of day. You know, like when you open up your Safari browser on your phone in the morning and you see what you were looking at last night and you go, Jesus Christ, I'm a monster. That's what it you was gotta, like. You got to X out of that at the end of the you night. Have you have to X out. There you in the morning. You, you got to X When out. I went into Roosters in the bright of day and I saw what it looked like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I have spent hours in this place. I have spent more time here than I have at the library in college. I swear to God, that's true. True. It's, true. it's insane. Can you imagine if you had that? 
that gift certificate now? And you, I mean, you'd probably frame it, oh. put it on that wall behind you, yeah. wouldn't you? I have a burger God. from Roosters. Oh my God, Russell! Tell yeah. you what, <laughs> that was a top five was list. Great list. Can't remember what it was about. That was a great list. Great list. I think what, what I'm, interesting I'm, thing about that song that was song was so yeah. dirty and they never made a clean version so they never put it in stores they never put it on the radio station and it got popular they essentially made singles and just put them in jukeboxes awesome so it just got oh, it just so got good. listened to at bars and that's how it became <laughs> so popular good. I do want oh. to I do want to remind everybody if we were talking about Clarence Carter and we don't care what time we go to bed tonight I just want to remind <laughs> you my favorite Christmas song Aaron said or Matt said Joy to the World Joy of the World, again, not barely a Christmas song. The best Christmas song of all time is Backdoor Stop Santa by Clarence Carter. It is so fucking good. And do you know what Backdoor Santa had in his sack? You want to guess? What's that? The buzzy butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of all this is that Clarence Carter also recorded Patches, one of the saddest songs in recorded human history. Aaron, I gotta say, I love that song. I know it's sad, but if I listen to it, I like start singing along. It's a great I song. Love that song. Great song. Excuse me. Yeah, listen to the lyrics here. Listen to the bass. Listen. So there you go. No. That's what you have to know about Clarence Carter. He wants to let you know Santa only comes once a year. Once a year? Just nail you to the wall. Just. Talk about green balls. I mean, green cherries, <laughs> right? That Was that the bit? Jeez. The green cherries. Green cherries. Yeah. Uh, listen. Russell, the only one I was going to add is I think when Foo Fighters first formed, I think Dave Grohl did everything. You're, you're right. right. First Dave album. Grohl, I think the Foo Fighters debut album he did. There, there yeah. was a number of artists that have done it. Uh, I don't need to. We've spent too much time on it. I would talk about well, Clarence my mother-in-law, somewhere. my mother-in-law, Patty, we haven't talked about Patty. She loves when we get into these little nuances, apparently. She likes when we mm. talk about all of our musical knowledge. So I was going to say Ugh. that Tom Petty invited Dave Grohl to come. He was going to come be the drummer, but Tom Petty fired him and said, nope, you're not going to do it because he thought he was too good at writing his own songs and everything. And so he did him a favor and said, nope, you're not going to come be our drummer. You got to go do your own thing well, it's and, like the, the and do that. like the and, Will Hunting thing. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. If you're here, if you're still here in 16 years, I'm going to kick your own ass. Yeah. We are halfway through the album. Track seven. They'll be track coming. Seven out of 14. <laughs> here we go. Track seven. Good thing I'm not against the wall to edit this thing. I was reading that the guitar on this one is Adrian Ballou again. They were using a ring modulator. If you guys remember, we talked about that. I believe it was on the, <laughs> I can see Rob. <laughs> on the Radiohead one, wasn't it? We did yes, the yes. list on the best ring yes. modulator songs. Remember, it had the South Park theme song and the Aussie song. That's we that ring, ring modulator. We ring modulated our voices, right? Wasn't that one of the funnier ones we did? Yes. That was so good. <laughs> yes. So this is the, the transformation. And again, happy holidays to everybody. I hope you're having a good time opening those presents around the trees with your friends and family. <laughs> Don't take it for granted. Love those guys. Uh, this song is about uh, a, a transformation from man to machine, possibly figuratively, as Trent Reznor loses his ability to feel. So, something to think about when you're listening to this over the holidays. I do not want this. I, I wrote down... Jesus Christ. Scared me. I, this gets into a little more rhythm later. I said, there is no Freak on a Leash by Fred Durst or Limp Biscuit or whoever that was without this song. Ooh, wow. That was corn, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah those, they were the freaks. Whatever. Fred, you know, the same. That's yeah, all, that's all, all, all of them. Right? All of them. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, the Big Man with a Gun. 
<laughs> I don't get this song. It's subtle. I, I, this is an atrocity. This is a horrible song. This, <laughs> it is. I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. We're, we're, this is going on. If you read, like, we're trying, he grew up in, like, the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. And so I hear songs like this where he probably didn't play football on the football team, and he probably was just hanging out, like, creating Has music. Has to be Trent tried- Reznor? Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this right. feels like a big like F you to these guys he used to know or like the lifestyle back in Pennsylvania because all he wanted to do was get out of there and create music, things like that. So when I hear songs like this, like not a good song, right? But like you, you hear when he's like making fun of the guys, like I got a big gun and I'm going to use, you know, it sounds like that's what he's doing to me. But girls only like guys who play sports that are popular and I have some of the nicest fishnet gloves anywhere and the girls don't even like me. <laughs> We say that a lot. Chicks, guy, <laughs> chicks like guys with skills. You got to have a skills. By the way, my kid, my younger kid, who's a clone of me, she went to a mall the other day. She was very excited. She's like, dad, they have this store called Hot Topic. Oh, no. It's <laughs> awesome. And I was like, hey, I fucking agree. I think that store fucking rocks. I thought for sure she was going to say Spencer Gifts, but she did not. Uh, they have a shirt about Big Bush. Oh, all, warm, the old, all the old hits on this one. A warm place. Wife swap. Like I, Again, I, happy I holidays I turned everybody. off those explicit lyrics at a younger age. <laughs> a warm place. Yeah, she, no, no, she didn't say she was playing our podcast during the barbecue. She's not going that far. Guys, they have a great bit about how if the jack-off juice was water-soluble, you what? couldn't get it off, but they have a toy cleaner. They wrap it up at the end. It's actually a really good bit that they did. I like this one. All right. A warm... Hey, flip those burgers. A warm place. So this... this is getting into some cinematic kind of feel, right? So what, what they're saying this is, is that we're descending into madness and thus the sliver of hope before the protagonist ultimately succumbs to the inhuman voice in his head. Now, in this song, Aaron, we hear something called a late motif. Am I saying that right? A late motif? A light motif? Aaron, in this song, we hear something called a light motif. Am I getting that right? A light <laughs> motif? Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite bits. Can you explain to me? And you'll hear this that ding, ding, that piano kind of going into the downward spiral. What, what does that yeah. mean? A light motif is a musical theme that generally represents a character or an idea and can recur throughout a composition to remind mm-hmm. you of that of that character. I think Wagner is sort of credited as the first person to to come up with this idea. Um, and then I think modern audiences would recognize it like most prominently from John Williams and, and Star Wars, where every character had their own oh. theme, and it comes back when uh, which you know like awkwardly. Leia's love theme plays when Luke and Leia are looking at each other in New Hope, and then you realize in Empire Strikes Back that like that's kind of weird. And I know you're trying to get in here, Rob, but I'm going to keep going. Go ahead, Rob. You so it's you asked, it's Rob. kind of like it's kind of like <laughs> I, I also think of that with like Peter and the Wolf, right? And it's like the part of Darth the part of Darth Vader oh, yeah. will be played by the clarinet. <laughs> but it is, yeah, but it's not just a, it's not just an instrument. It's a, it's a theme or an idea. <laughs> Part of Jar Jar Binks will be played by the banjo. I mean, I could I could do a million of these. Um, but I think Who's we hear that in this with that piano bit, right? Like that spare piano that you hear in a lot of these songs. You're going to hear it more and more. Uh, late motif, of course, as we go. Eraser. This is a buildup of a drum loop. And eventually, this is him kind of breaking through the madness. This voice. 
So then the next song, Reptile, is here is human side recognizes what's going on. And so it's the only one that doesn't have a voice effects on it. So you're hearing a normal human voice for the first time all album. It's like all of a sudden you're listening to the guy from Blink-182. Put over some real The guy who uh, believes in aliens? Oh, yeah. He's into some weird stuff now, huh? He's got some out there ideas. (laughs) Well, you guys know uh, when we do these albums, I get into some weird stuff, and sometimes it's a weird cocktail. And tonight we're doing a drink on side two. Oh, yes. So tonight we're doing, it was not in booze and vinyl, either one or two, but I thought what we could do is a rusty nail in honor of the nine inch nails. You guys ever do a a rusty nail or not? Yeah. Good work. I like the rusty nail. So per the book, there's no tetanus shot needed for this. (laughs) It includes scotch. And Drambuie. Yeah. Any guesses if I've got either? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with my gut on this one and say yes. Well, I'm going to say you've got the Tambuie but no scotch. Oh, so you've yeah. got like a whiskey Tambuie. Unfortunately, I got home tonight. I didn't have either, so I had to go with some replacements. Oh, so I had whiskey instead of scotch, so I just went with whiskey. And I decided in honor of music, I've decided, because you guys didn't let me do my drink on the Metallic album. I'm I'm drinking my blackened whiskey, a Metallica limited Jesus edition whiskey, Christ. in my rusty nail tonight. Okay, nice. your stools are going to be so dark tomorrow, and I'm sure oh, I made that joke last time. You drank that too. <laughs> so I read that Drambuie is a sweet gold colored liqueur yeah, that's no usually used that for is. rusty nails. Yeah. Okay, and I actually couldn't really find a lot of replacements, but what I read was that oh. it was. A superbly smooth taste marked with spiced honey. Uh-oh. So no. tonight what I'm drinking honey. is my Metallica whiskey yes. spiked with some honey <laughs> over the rocks. <laughs> so I'm drinking a honey whiskey over the rocks oh, as a rusty nail. Nice. Right. Is it getting any good? Honey whiskey? Is it? Is it... It, it's it's kind of putting me in a gloomscape. It's perfect oh, yeah. for this album. All right. I used to do rusty nails over it. Was it Lucia's in, in Uptown? Is that place still around? Uh, just closed. Oh, they used to have a rusty nail. I used to like. They're uh, opening another Italian spot. So now we get to the part where, and again, happy holidays, the robot side of his brain is encouraging suicide. And we hear this late motif. And some people are saying late motif too. Not sure. Can't remember. Right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell, do you like this song? That part is probably the second best part of the album yeah. after Closer. Okay. That that plucking right there. That That's the second best part. But then I think it gets it creepy talking coming up here, right? No, I don't think so. I think it ends with happy birthday. Jesus, this song. Okay. I do love the screaming in the background, right? <laughs> so actually, so we, I, I don't really know. So are there other members of the band Nine Inch Nails? Does he record everything and then he's just got touring members or are they yeah. real members of the band? No, I think the people have been in and out and like he's kind of pissed them off or they're, they're not happy because he just wants to control everything, which, you know, just fine. So I think early, early members had, had left. We could probably read about it. So but. I was reading, there was a guy from 2008 to 2009. Um, his name was Justin Meldel Johnson. And he was the touring bassist, guitarist, and keyboard player okay. for Nine Inch Nails for two years. Okay. And he actually also played with Beck from 1996 until 2016. Whoa. 
And he also played on Beck's Morning Phase, which won the Grammy for Best Album of 2015. Yep. One of the songs he played on was Blackbird Chain. So this is him playing the bass with Beck on a Grammy-winning album. This guy's clearly got his chops together because if he's playing with Beck and Nine Inch Nails, holy You're right. cow. And he was kind of, he actually had interviewed and they were saying, how do you, how does it compare working with Trent Reznor and working with Beck? He said, they both have a similar way of using talent. They're very nuanced and anything you can think of, they care about all the details and he could see as time went on that they're not that dissimilar and that they share like a heavy duty work ethic and a total ignorance of how the clock is turning. And that can be a good thing for musicians, but nine inch nails never won Best album. They won best alternative album a few times. Never won best album like Beck did. So when it comes to making a Grammy award winning album with Justin Meldel Johnson on bass, who did it better? Beck did it better. There's a, according to Wikipedia, there's officially two members currently of Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor and something called Atticus Ross. There's some touring members. And then there's like 13 people that are key former members. So Mm. I don't think I don't think too many people like being around uh, Mr. Reznor what? for too long. What? Yeah. Come over to my I house. Think. Remember all the murders? Atticus Ross is the one he works with on film scores now, I think, right? Yeah. yeah there you go. Hurt. What if like 10 years from now, like we're just touring members of Rob's podcast? Like he's, <laughs> he's ran the all only of us actual off. member. It's just Rob. <laughs> and, it, 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 and we're touring members. And it's like him, Magic Mike, and Jim are the, are the members. I'll go find three other guys that can hang out at midnight on a Thursday. Sure, I'll hey, see you guys there. Rob, Rob, just make sure you make sure that contact, contract with Jeb is rock solid. <laughs> you can't trust no, 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 guys. You should see my rate of return, I've promised. It's so good. <laughs> just don't let, just don't loan him any money, okay? Don't do it. Wait, don't? Oh, I could read my handwriting. Shit. I loaned him so much money. Hurt. Now, of course, you got to talk about the Johnny Cash version. Have to. Sure. Even Trent Reznor said when he heard it, I got to fast forward. I can't start from here. When he heard it, he realized that he had lost the song to Johnny Cash. It was too good. Now, again, I don't totally buy that. I think he's saying that. I don't either. Yeah. I think he still thinks deep down his is superior, which is wrong. I think he's just paying respects to Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. It took yeah. me a while. To, it took it. me a while to really like Johnny Cash's version, but you know, because I did like this one when it first came out, and so it took me a while to come around. Now I'll probably take the Johnny Cash version, but I mean, this is today was the first time I've song. ever heard the Nine Inch Nails version. I don't think I'd ever. Really? Heard it. Yes, I had I only. Think, I, I had with only you. heard the nine, I'd only heard the Johnny Cash version until I listened to this album. When it come doing a dern, you know, when you get through the song, like, yeah, uh, I, I distinctly remember that being like, this is sweet. You know, it's good. I mean, I, I liked it more than yeah. that. What Johnny Cash cut out was this part where you have about 30 seconds of just instrumental. He went right back into the into the verse here. Uh, and I also think he got rid of all the, the horrible audio and the static yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah, right? uncomfortable. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't like that. Rob, can you fast forward? Can we find where, you know, because it's it's a it's acoustic guitar in the Johnny Cash version. With, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like piano and I think something right here. I do like this piano. I agree. That is, this part is You know, the drums and the piano comes in. Yeah, I like this I would part. put this right up there for one of the best endings bits of the album because you've had all this stress building up and now some people see this as a thing about addiction some people see this as a a continuation of the story he's telling here 
I think it's a great song. I mean, I think he wrote a great song. It's a, it's a, it's one of the best songs. It's one of the fully formed songs. Like you can't imagine this song not existing, right? Like this is. You know what, Rob? I would echo what you're saying on this for the closer. Like, given what's the tone of the album and everything, I think it's a fantastic closer. It's the whole album's not for me, but given the tone of everything else, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm giving this song the official Rick Aguilera Award. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great closer. The Rolaids Man of the Week. This is the Eddie Guardado Award. (laughs) Jeff Reardon. Okay, wait a minute. Time out. Which one of those was funniest, guys? Jeff Reardon, Eddie Gordado, <laughs> or what did I say again? <laughs> Maybe I, I said Rick what? Aguilera. Rick Aguilera. Okay, Russell, which one of those was funniest? All three of us had to go with the joke. Russell, which one was funniest? And if you had to make a funny one, what would you have said? I would have probably gone with El Gasolino, Juan Barry. <laughs> oh, oh damn it, Russell Wiggs. Ah. Shit. <laughs> we can Looks do this so after the show. We can do this right now. Who is the greatest Twins closer of all time? Oh, Joe Nathan. It's got to be Nathan, right? Yeah. yeah, easily. I don't know. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was around for a lot longer, wasn't he? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a Bing link to video to Twins closer. But when Nathan was great, something. he was great. Uh, what? Oh, Matt's googling. I can see. We have to well, edit this out now. I, I think it's, it's, it's well known. That, it's you know, easier to J- edit Joe those. Nathan was was in Rob, line maybe with you like could, the Rob, Kirby Puckett. Maybe you could play either Jingle Bells or the Center Field song in the background while Matt's googling baseball stats. That's a great idea, Russell. <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep this song in, aren't I, for baseball stuff? Matt, tell us who played more seasons with the Twins. Oh, I'm trying to look it up. What about uh, who won the World Series with him? That was Jeff Reard was the first one. Uh, we had, we right. had Matt Caps. Matt Caps. <laughs> the Hawk, Latroy Hawkins. Ugh. Twins trivia. We got Ron Davis from '82 to. Hold on, not a real guy. <laughs> so Joe Nathan was the closer from 2004 to 2011. Okay. Ooh, that's he had time. 260 saves though, so he had a lot of saves. Yeah. Rick Aguilera was from 89 to 99, 254 oh. saves. Oh. Eddie Gordado, 93 to 2003, and then 2008. So he's oh, technically more years. But he's only got 116 saves. Oh, no. Yeah, I think he might have been a kind he, of a journey. I think for well, I think he was years. a starter that moved into it. But yeah, he was been with it. Because I remember he was with the team forever. But uh, Nathan was like you know six, seven, eight years. Aguilar ten. Eddie eleven. Jeff Reardon eighty-seven to eighty-nine. So he he can go. But yeah. So they're all they're all pretty. There's similar. some hand Joe Nathan clearly is like you know he's got the most saves, but. Yeah. So your, yours is the funniest, Rob. Thank you. you That's all I wanted to hear. The funniest one. This this part has to. Say. I think it does. <laughs> Rob's right. I think it does. It might get us. Can you imagine if we get copyright struck because we were looking at baseball stats? And John Fogarty comes in and goes, I, "I wrote that song and I played every fucking instrument on that song." I'm suing your ass into the ground. Heck, did it better than play that song? I did. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Latroy Lech- Hawkins. Well, he's a he, he wasn't a closer. Really, he's got forty four saves, but he was ninety five to two thousand three. He, he had a long, yeah. long, long run. run there. I'll tell you what. If if uh, if if I think if we got sued by John Fogarty and we claimed fair use, and then the judge says, "Uh, uh-uh, foul use, foul use," you know what I mean? <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, come on. Guy. We're just trying to have fun. I think we're just and trying to have now fun. Now it's time to say no, goodbye. no, no. We still have like three segments left. <laughs> 
Oh, we wow. Yeah, we're doing an air in or air out as well. I forgot to tell you guys that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So ever let's get into nobody's favorite part of the show. It's the count. Nope. It's the waterbed corner. Nope. It's the, oh. I got to organize these. I really do. Why is rating system way up here? Do you guys see where it is? Oh, rating yeah. system. Please don't talk to me this thing. The patented and very popular Beck did it better rating system. Still one of the best sound clips I've ever made. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's not talk about starts. We don't need to get distracted by anything more. Uh, listen, is this album at 122, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails? Okay. Is this a perfect album at 122? I'll tell you what, it's it's not your album that you would think about just putting on for vibing out in college. In fact, I would highly recommend against that. Uh, but it did change music forever, okay? And a lot of people haven't been commenting on my corn impression that I've been doing multiple times during this episode. So, so I just want to just say that I do think it's actually good that I do that. Uh, and so some people would say, hey, guess what? This album is so good, it should be higher up on the list, which is a lower number, okay? Mm. So some people would say, ah, how many numbers up should it be? Well, I don't know, maybe nine. Um, and so then, how many inches? You, nine. Um, Rob, this well depends on the si- depends on the size of your steering wheel. Apparently, <laughs> oh, you, you, just, you see me with like Rob, the little change. You should get a wheel. really small steering wheel for your for your pontoon <laughs> boat up at the cabin. I'm I'm telling you, I don't even know if I could touch the thing the keys go in in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Like with a combination of my stomach, I don't want to get into it. It's ge- it's geometry, really. Uh, so then some people would say, listen. Some would say physics. Some people would say, uh, um, you know, does this song deserve to be on the list? And you know what they would say? Nine. Inch Nails. If they were Min? German, they would say nine. Min? I mean, it must have been confusing if you were a German listening to Nine Inch Nails. Because some people would say like, hey, what are you listening to? Nine Inch Nails. No, what? No, the he, nails are no inches. No, he, no, no inches. And inch they don't nails. even know what inches are because they, they use the metric. Oh my God, they Super don't confused. even know what inches are. <laughs> so confusing for them. What? <laughs> and the ironic thing is, is that's called the imperial system. Think about that for a second. It would be like 22 centimeters nails. <laughs> when they go on their European, they're 22 centimeter nails. <laughs> Um, so that would be nine, not on the list. It would be higher on the list, which of course is a higher number. And that means lower on the list. We haven't gotten to it yet. So I'm going to edit that out where I did make that mistake. Uh, or is this a rolling well toned? That would be a rolling groan, by the way, if it should be lower on the list, a higher number. Or is it a rolling well toned? Okay, this is perfect here. This is exactly what we want to hear. It's like, yes, I love music, but could I hear metal grinding on metal? Well, this is the album for you. This is a rolling well toned at this point. Rolling well bone, rolling toned, rolling bone. Oh. I screwed up. I got to start over. So is this album at 122? What do you think, Aaron? Rolling Well Toad, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? Uh, the Downward Spiral, 1994 by Nine Inch Nails, long- except when they're on tour. And then they're 22 centimeter this is, nails. This is longer than our James Brown episode, which had five <laughs> CDs in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it short. I CDs nuts. I respect this album. I think there's a lot of thought put into it. I think it's important to a lot of people, but I don't think it's better than uh, some things that are about to come after it. So I'm going to give it a rolling groan. All right. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, is this a rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan, nine-inch nails? 
You know that Burt Blylevin has 149 <laughs> wins for the Twins? Radke has 148. That He's dude, not in the Hall of Fame. That's bogus. Right. He's got more wins that? than him at the Twins. At the Twins. But like, remember, he used to just give up home runs all the time. Like, he was in some really bad losing season. So I think Radke probably should be a lot higher, but he's fourth on the list. So um, if, if, if Burt if Bert Blylevin or if Burt Blylevin was the announcer for Menards, you know how the Menards guy died? Mm-hmm. If yeah. they were doing an ad for products in the personal intimacy aisle, would he circle them? Oh. <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome to Menards. Listen, you're going to get some great deals. Come on down. We've got the butt buddy today. It's only $11. That's not too cheap for somebody to stick up your ass. And don't forget to get your rebate and get 11% off. You see Matt going by with his cart. He's got all these inflatables. And he goes, hmm? And backs the cart up a little bit. Circle yeah. me, Bert. We'll put it underneath this one. Nobody will see yeah. it. We'll be okay. Sorry, hey, Matt, I interrupted This one technically rating. also inflates. So this counts. I can write this um, off. I am going to give this a rolling groan. The, the, the next two albums are so much better than this album. He's got some great songs. He's absolutely influential to what kind of comes later. Nothing that's actually on the list, but like just from a popular music standpoint. So I'm going to give this a rolling groan. I think it's too high on the list. It could also be called the 0.22 meters inch. Nails, fuck! I did. I said inches. Uh, just boy. How, I mean, I, how did how, Russell? How did you get twenty-two centimeters out of that's that? That's actually really good. I mean, that's I just crazy. I would call this group. You know, I, I would call this group point zero 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 one four miles nails. <laughs> oh, my ranking. Oh yeah. Sorry, Russell. What do you think? All right. <laughs> You know what? We, a few Let's weeks ago, up, we, listened to El- we listened to Elvis Costello <laughs> and we called him like uninspired, right? Yes. It was just nothing to it. This one, here are the words I wrote down. Loud, abrasive, jarring, uncomfortable, aggressive, terrifying, disturbing, horrifying. This album like evokes a certain like, emotion, clicks. which is a very powerful thing, but it's not what I want to listen yep. to. There's no part of me that wants to come back and listen to. No. So I give it a ton of credit because it is like one of a kind. It is super powerful. But it, it it just is not for me. So I'm with you guys. I'm going to say it's rolling grown too high. I would say it's uh, 2.41 to the negative 10 to the negative 17th power light years nail, nails. All right. Nailed so it. the correct answer <laughs> is, unfortunately, you guys are wrong or whatever. The correct answer is not rolling depression because, of course, I've done that a number of times. And everybody remembers that I did that more than once. It is a rolling duration. This album is an hour and eight minutes long of metal on metal. It is too long. (laughs) Albums that are over an hour should be illegal. Okay. And they should be censored. And Aaron's giving me a big nod to that. He loves that idea. Next up. Listen, guys, next I have an album. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't, don't do this to yourself, Rob. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Past Rob does not give a shit about future present Rob. Present Rob. Past Rob fucked me. Okay. <laughs> I had such good bits earlier. Remember the bit about the refrigerator that jacks you off? That was good. That was gold. And this is what I'm going to end on this joke. Let's hear it. I mean, center field, I mean, about sex, that was okay. Not bad. And this is terrible. Put me in coach. I've right? got oh. <laughs> I got an album that I shoplifted when I was younger. Oh. I got out of it when I told the store owner that everyone was telling me they needed to take a number two and I got confused. 
Next up, we have Led Zeppelin 2. I'm sorry. When you want to hear about the greatest. <laughs> you made it to the end of this podcast. God only knows how long it is. God only knows what the end time is. And that's the last three songs of all time. God only knows. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. Oh, I got, I got this one, Rob. I got a, I got a request for you. You're going to have to do something for me, though. Russell, I got bad news. I also got one. Hey, hey, Rob, could you lay the jingle bell down track quick? Hustle, don't you? Oh my, God. <laughs> my God, that's terrified. And I love you more now. I love you more. You want his approval. You want his approval way more now, don't you? I love you. I love you. Oh my God, that was powerful, Russell. Um, hey, guys, uh, do you guys see what's coming? It's oh, And of course, it is the holidays and we just want to tell our fans thank you and have fun sitting around the Christmas tree with your family. Yeah. But do you hear that? A noise and it, what is, I, I hear a disturbance and I throw back the sash and, sash and you guys back. know how big the Off sash the is at my house. I'm throwing <laughs> that sash back. Okay. And I look and I see, and what is it? Something that's big. It's flying toward me. It's at night. <sighs> I can hear its wings beating. Right. Yeah, what is it's it? coming. Excuse me, Russell. <laughs> I might have to start the story over. It's coming toward the house. It's careening toward me. I'm terrified. It looks yeah, organic. It looks alive. And all of a sudden I hear it go. Quack. Quack. <laughs> my wife gets out of bed and she goes, look at that big bill. <laughs> it's time to say. Goodbye. Oh my god! This hey, is such a long episode. Call me Big William. Big Bill's my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't recording. Shit. 